Welcome to Travolting. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Look who's talking. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Jeff. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Travolting. Thank you all for listening last week to our episode on The Experts. We have definitely already recorded that episode. Uh, It's a great one. Uh, You guys are going to love it. We have a lot of uh, fun conversations. It's a great episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. You guys are going to love it. Oh, boy. We we recorded it. uh, Yeah, yeah. We recorded it right before this one. Yes. It lasted 12 hours. Yes, it was a 12-hour episode. (laughs) But no, this week we're not talking about the experts. This week we're talking about Look Who's Talking. And as always, I am Jeff Sweeney. Oh, we're doing intros in this one. Yeah, yeah. Because we have a special guest. Yes. Uh, I'm Stuart Elmore. And Look Who's Talking with us today. It's Mary Grace Schumann. Yes. It is the uh, one of our oldest supporters. It's true. Daughter of one of our previous guests. One of your favorites. Kathy Schumann of the Grease yes. episode. Happy to be here. <laughs> the iconic piece of work. I just got to ask. So yeah. why this movie? You have all what? the Travolta movies you could okay. have like guessed, like start on. Right. So first off, there are some other movies I maybe would have preferred, but you know, you guys had other people, right? I mean, everybody wants to do hairspray. Yeah. Right. Everybody wants to do hairspray. Does everyone want to do we or have somebody on we hairspray? We had like five people ask yeah, to do hairspray. Yeah, hairspray is very popular. Yeah. That probably would have been my, num- my number one. I also would have loved to do Grease, but. You got scooped take, by your yeah, mom. Yeah, by my own mother. Um, look who's talking I felt was I have a past with it a history with it and Mm. I felt not a lot of other people do yeah so was it my first choice no but I felt it was the best choice it was the choice that made the most sense for you guys and for me I felt I had things to say about Mm. it Um, I have some thoughts about its relation to Scientology um yeah we've been we've been dancing yeah. around the topic of scientology for we uh, have 13 yes. 13 weeks now i mean when we get to battlefield earth we can't avoid it yeah anymore. no it, it's not that necessarily that we've been trying to avoid it's just that none of these movies have really had an in to let us talk about it well staying alive is save, totally scientology pro- yeah, propaganda save the devil's reign maybe because that's where he got the the dianetics book yeah yeah but uh no this is the first one we're really gonna have an opportunity to uh <laughs> open the book of dianetics and see look who's talking about scientology <laughs> yeah um if we don't post an episode next week assume that they got to us <laughs> uh you could find me here <laughs> let's just give our addresses right now so people can check on us i'm gonna wake up tonight and just see a shadow across the room tom cruise walked up to me. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we love to see it it's like that rant of him on the set with the covid protocols he's like you dumb <laughs> I'm not letting you guys get shut down. I'm on the phone every night with Hollywood. I mean, we love Tom Cruise. He's keeping the industry alive. <laughs> Single-handedly uh, climbing buildings and keeping us all employed. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate. I mean, we're going to have Tom Cruise on this podcast. Yeah, Tom, yeah, I don't know if you guys heard you know that. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, we've told you guys yet, but Tom Cruise is coming on for an episode about uh, our friend Martin. I don't know if wow. we even told Tom Cruise's agent about this. Yeah. So Tom actually doesn't even know. 
Well, I think I told him about you it. You told him? Yeah. Cool. I mean, as long as he shows up. Yeah, as long as he shows up. But we're going to talk about our good friend Martin. Yes. Wow. Our friend Martin. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yes. Not uh, White Man's Burden. Yes, we're talking about... Uh, but we're not talking about our friend Martin this week. Or White Man's Burden. Nice or White Man's Burden. Um, two movies that I'm so excited to talk about in the future. Me too. Because we are two very, uh, you know, capable people discussing those movies. Not what I thought you were going to say, but <laughs> um, <laughs> good save. <laughs> um, yes. So this week we're talking, we are, we're Look Who's Talking about Look Who's Talking. How many of these are we going to yeah, do? It's going to get old really yeah. quick. Guys. Literally the whole episode. This this is becoming the Brian De Palma 1976 carry bit all over yes. again. Yes. Uh, Look who's talking. A 1989 film. Now let's do a little bit of context corner over here. Yeah. Kind of bring us up to speed with where you last left you off on the experts. Um, because we definitely know what we talked year. about on that episode. Yeah, he definitely he did that the same year as Look Who's yeah. Talking. So it, pretty much Travolta, you know, he had his his heyday in the seventies. Yeah, kind of capped it with Blowout, which uh, blew wow. out the box office. Yeah, in should the we really say way. that he capped out with that one? Because I mean, as much of a good movie as it is, it, it did. Yeah, tank. No, his he, he he capped out as in like he got to the top of the mountain, thought that was the peak, and it turned to be a cliff. Ah. Huh um okay but yeah. uh <laughs> yeah he, he does his little his little three-part comeback tour that uh ends up just digging him deeper into the hole yeah uh things aren't working out so well for him after perfect he uh yeah. he, ta- he takes a break also he does a play in between yes, he does a play uh what yeah play? Uh, basements of the dumb waiter the, dumb waiter. <laughs> the okay. best movie we've ever covered on this podcast the best episode that i think we should just conceal for our patreon page yeah. to be honest it's, it's our only episode that's longer than the movie itself <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, yeah we went uh, about an hour and 20 minutes on that one yeah he has he has about if you don't count basements uh or the dumb waiter he has about a five-year period of time where he's not working in hollywood yeah oh he, That's uh, interesting. he probably wants to take a step back and at the same time there's not really anyone who wants to work with him yeah he's a bit of a has they kind of seem as a bit of a has-been right for some stuff that i read uh you know his last few movies were all flops uh, he couldn't get the old magic back pretty much during that five-year period of time he's best known for dancing with princess diana at the white house oh uh, that's his most notable thing he does for about five years wow i did not uh, know that yeah she has a dress called or she had a dress called the travolta dress oh Wow! Look how That's you switch to uh, past tense there. Yeah. In correction. <laughs> I mean, she's she's princess died. So. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. If Corey's listening, he just turned it off. Yeah, he just uh, turned off the episode. Upset. Yeah, I'm just boop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hitting the uh, record button here. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so look who's well, talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he uh you know he comes back in 1989. Comes back with air quotes. Uh, that I did not do. Yeah. Uh, with the experts, another attempt to like kind of capture his like grease, like I'm rebel without a cause guy. Except he's in his 30s now. Yeah. Uh, not really hyper successful with that one. Right. Um, and he does look who's talking, a family comedy. Um, by getting quotes. We're gonna we're gonna stop right there. A family a, comedy. A family comedy. Yes. This is a fan. This movie is marketed, sold as a family comedy. We're gonna talk very soon about what the opening shot of this movie is. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I'm going to paint a very vivid picture throughout this episode about the family movie night with your seven-year-old Johnny and six-year-old Lucy. Yes. 
It's going to be interesting. But this movie, uh, written and directed by Amy Heckerling, Mm -hmm. who is also the writer and director of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Clueless. Wow. um, European Vacation. Okay. So she's a fairly successful director. She was one of the few, like, super successful women in Hollywood in the 80s. Yeah. Interesting. Who kind of, like, forged a path. Not Jane Wagner from Momo. Not Jane, who only directed that one movie. Who only did that one movie. Did you say she wrote and directed it? Yes. She wrote it. Okay. And she wrote this film. A woman wrote this. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would have guessed that. Yeah. Interesting. She was uh, inspired to write this film after her husband, this is just reading off the IMDb trivia page, after her husband and writer Neil Israel started playfully taking and talking a different voice to pretend what their new baby would say. So like her husband just started talking with the baby and she was like, hmm. He started doing like narration stuff. That's a movie. That's that's literally all the vines and TikToks I can like think of. Uh, she pitched this movie to Disney. Uh, Disney thought it was too sexual for them. They were, uh, they, so they, they were right. Yeah, they very passed, fair. <laughs> they passed it off uh, to TriStar, who ended up making it. The same studio that would later go on to make the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yes, uh, TriStar, great company. Yeah. Um, yeah Are they I, doing I, much anything now? I have no idea. Uh, all I know is that they have a, a Pegasus as their logo. Right. Um, oh, that now I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, the Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one. It always comes after the Columbia like statue. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. You don't see the Pegasus that much anymore. Yeah. I think that it's was like, very like I remember the Pegasus m- growing up. M- much like Travolta in 1989, I think TriStar is a bit of a has been right now. Oh okay. man. No, he's gonna have yeah. a comeback. I don't mind roasting him now. It's fine. I I don't I mind roasting TriStar. <laughs> 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 you just care about those dudes' feelings. But uh, this this movie is interesting in that respect that Amy Heckerling was one of the few women who in the 80s had something of a blank check in Hollywood and could kind of write, direct, greenlight her own movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting that this is the movie that gets made out of that. And, I mean, we're going to get there, but not only write, direct, greenlight this movie. Make two sequels, but make too. two <laughs> fucking sequels yeah, to this movie. I haven't seen either. This is ever. a trilogy of films. Yeah. And... Yeah, we're going to talk about all three of these goddamn movies. Aren't you so excited? One excited of them, listen. one of them, they made right after this because yes. the sequel comes out in '90, right? Yes. So, like, that meant was it even released? And they started working on the sequel. I I believe it was like right, like pretty much an immediate thing. Like as soon as it was released that weekend, they're like, let's try start co- I mean, CEO calls calls up. What did Amy Heckerly do the sequel, or did somebody else do it? Amy Heckman did both sequels. Did both sequels. So, TriStar CEO, as soon as it opens, calls Amy Heckerly and says, we got to make two more of these. We need, we need two. We need two. Look who's talking to. It, it did well. I assume it did well at the box, box office. This movie right? did extremely well at the box office, especially oh. for only being made on a $7 million budget. That surprises me, the $7 million budget one, because it is a decent cast, isn't it? I mean, it's it's well, mostly like I guess it's like TV series like people. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of people who had who had been big a few years prior, and then also Abe Vigoda's in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's alive. He's alive. He's he's dead now. You know, Bruce Willis is in this movie. Bruce Willis is he in this is. movie. And he oh, is. is Bruce Willis in this movie, man? Yeah. Yes, he is. No, the movie, I'm, that's that's what I'm saying. He say. he is in this. He, he is, is in this movie. And we're gonna see where he's talking in a minute yeah <laughs> we're gonna look 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 where bruce is talking oh, we're gonna see where he's talking because the intent it's not on screen yeah <laughs> you 
You know, prior to this, the the only Bruce Willis voiceover role I can think of having seen was uh, Rugrats Go Wild, where he voices Spike the dog. I have not seen that. It, it's so weird that Bruce Willis always sounds like depressed when he's on screen. Like he's always just uh, talking like this, uh, Bruce Willis. Well, he used to be a comedy TV actor. It's so that's weird. what he did before. It's Die so Hard. weird. Yeah. Bruce Willis makes no sense. He doesn't make any sense. When we do the Willy cast. <laughs> the Willy cast. No. We yeah. still got to do the Stallone Zone, the Lori cast, the... The Chloe Grace oh, Moretz wow. cast. The cage match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, me, and Matt Damon. There's a lot. You, wow. me, and Matt Damon. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Was you, me, and Matt Damon. That's the one that we pitched. <laughs> Matt Damon. The poster would just be you and me smiling with Matt Damon in between us. Yes. I think it'll be amazing. Um, yes. But shall we dive in? Oh, God. Uh, because the, this <laughs> movie starts with quite a dive. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I guess we can. Yeah. We could start it. I mean, just to recap, Amy Heckerling's writing, directing. Travolta at this time is 35 years old. Yes. Uh, and then Kirstie Alley, who yes. I would say is more of the protagonist of this movie than John Travolta is. Yeah, Travolta, Even though yeah. Travolta's build first, which I guess sex up in Hollywood, but like. He's not really the protagonist. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he's present. Yeah. So, but she is 38, 39. She's older than John Travolta. Oh, interesting. I yeah. mean, it, it, it continues Travolta's streak of typically working with older women as his co stars. Right. Which is why hmm. we mentioned on the Perfect episode where, I mean, the Perfect episode because it we was, talked about Perfect and it, the episode was Perfect. It was a Perfect episode. It was a Perfect episode. But his uh, chemistry with, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is younger than him, not considerably younger, right? Not considerably, no. but still really good chemistry. Whereas this, he's going back to dating older women in movies, and yes. chemistry in this one is not that good, in my opinion. I kind of like this movie. What do you think, Mary Grace? I mean, I enjoy this movie. I mean, I think his chemistry with the child is probably better than his chemistry with her. Okay, I'm going to get into that because it's almost too good. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> no, like uh, we're going to get into that. John Travolta's chemistry with there's a child in this movie, a very prominent child in this movie, and John Travolta bonds with this child, and I just see some red flags. Oh we're gonna wow, talk, it's gonna get dark. We're gonna get dark. I have things to talk about, and I'm excited to get started. But Jeff, would you like to visually paint us the opening scene yeah, of this movie? Yes. Um, so we begin in the uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Where all good stories start. All good. Wait, st- wait we gotta call back the uh, boy, the plastic bubble. Uh, what's it called? Begin the cesarean. Yeah, so, begin the ces- no, so we, we begin in the uterus. Uh, the uterus. <laughs> the uterus. Uh, the uterus. There's all the 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 tendrils. I don't know exactly what they're called. Um, yeah. The tendrils. I picked the perfect time. They're just like they're like they're like waving back and forth. Like a sound effect. Like waving back and forth. And then, the who uterus. who should enter? Who should enter? An egg. An egg. An egg. Uh, not your garden variety chicken egg that you had for breakfast this morning. No, this no. would be this is not an this is a human egg. Yes, that's it what's is. usually in an uterus. It uh, it is. Are we going to call it an uterus? Yes, this <laughs> it's, I am. I, I it's, think it's we should. bouncing around. It's making its way th- uh, through the pipes. And just to clarify the audience, <laughs> this egg is not talking. This egg is not talking. No, no, no. But we do get look who's talking. not talking anatomy parts later yes, yes. so so it, but this egg is not talking yes, this no. this egg finally comes to rest yeah um uh in another part of the in the uterus yes and then we 
we we leave the said uterus. We begin the fertile period. Yeah, and it starts on a shot of a lava lamp, making you think, oh, that was just a fake out. But no, it was not a fake out. It was not a fake out. This no, is actually so important not. for the movie. This movie yeah. is just drawing a comparison between, uh, you know, sex and lava lamps. So, uh, first off, Mary yeah. Grace, your reactions to this opening? <laughs> well, I knew what was coming, so I really had no no reaction we all knew what was coming i don't know not i really had sorry i'm leaving this room (laughs) i really i didn't really have a reaction to that stuff until we started which we'll get to until we saw the fetus Mm. and what the fetus looked like i think they borrowed the puppet from 2001 a space odyssey it was terrifying (laughs) um but i really had absolutely zero reaction i was just like yep this is how look who's talking this is how look who's talking starts so yeah my first thing was this is this is a family (laughs) yeah and i'm like oh well I'm glad you said that, Jeff, because I'm going to go back to my visual painting of you're in the movie store, blockbuster video, okay? The year is 2003. The the year is 2003, and you are a 45-year-old dude who works at a sales company, married for however many years, two kids, seven-year-old boy, Jimmy, four-year-old Lucy. You're going to blockbuster for family movie night, yep. and you're tired. You've pulled a double this shift, and then a, you know, Jimmy walks up to you. And holds up, look who's talking. And you're just so tired. And you're like, Fuck, yeah, it's a family movie. Just pick it. Okay, go. You scan your Blockbuster card. You go home. You put it in the VHS, uh, the VCR player. You all sit on the family couch together. Mm-hmm. Mom got a bucket of popcorn ready. You got your beer because it's time to zone out of this movie. Then the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> and an egg goes down a uterus. <laughs> and Jimmy Lucy just immediately look at you and they're like what is that and so it's a lava lamp it's, it's a lava lamp it's a lava lamp i wonder what my parents told me right so this is going to be that is a real question i'm curious yeah, this is going to be a, a real life scenario that yes. you just this is going to be a concurring theme throughout this episode because there are mo- many of these moments that i imagine happened across america in 2003 this movie yeah, is and, and oddly rated pg-13 it is rated pg-13 but oh. if you look at any marketing for this it's a baby. It's colorful font, big letters. This is marketed as a family movie. Yes. There's babies and dogs on the poster as well. Yeah. And it starts like this. And it starts like this. Now, so. they could say, well, it's rated PG-13, so... But no, no, no. 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 You did this to yourselves. Yeah, the, the, no, we didn't... People did not do this to themselves. This, this is very clearly <laughs> designed to be a comedy for the whole family. Yeah. So the egg is going down the <laughs> uterus, and yes. Jimmy is the first one to look at you and be like, Dad, what's that? What's your answer, Jeff? Uh, my answer would be uh, shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Grace, what's your answer to Jimmy asking what that is? It's a lava lamp. It's yeah. a lava lamp. It's a lava lamp. Yeah. This right. is what and happens inside. This is how a lava lamp is yeah. made. <laughs> and the lava lamp, if you were to say that, it would sell for at least two more minutes. As we zoom out and we meet Molly, yeah. played by Kirstie Alley, and Albert, voiced by the recently departed George Seal. Yes. He passed away like three days ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very sad. Learned in the very car sad. that he yeah. died. Yeah. Sorry, I don't, wanna, sad. I don't want to leave the uterus yet, but why is the it uterus. blue? We've got to go back into the uterus. Because mm. it's blue. Yes, it is blue. Like yeah. it's... It, why? Uh, it's it's possible that Amy Hawking just liked the color. That uterus she's a, she's a, it's a boy, because it's going to be a boy. Oh. <laughs> she, she's a colorful director, um, mm. and I actually kind of like how this movie's directed. I think it, the, there's fun energy to how the camera is placed how it moves how the characters move and how things look yeah yeah i think it's kind of fun uh, but uh, anyway we leave the blue, blue uterus we meet we these leave two the characters uterus. 
Um, she is an accountant. She is an accountant. He is the CEO, I think, of a, a company. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. he's called Chubby cl- Charles. Oh yeah, it is called yeah. Chubby Charles. I yeah, what is don't it? Don't know what it is. It's like food. I think Fast it's a or something? Chuck E. Cheese spinoff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's like they don't want they don't want to use Chuck E. Cheese, so they use Chubby Charles. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> instead of a instead of a giant mouse it's animatronic. A fat rat. <laughs> it's a fat rat named Charles <laughs> who visits you in the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, no, it's just like kidnaps babies if you yeah. aren't good. No, you, Surprise! You, it's John Travolta. Yeah, you walk into Chubby Charles, and there's just this like huge rat up on the stage, uh, with the voice of Don Rickles, just, oh <laughs> just telling com- just telling like old comedy bits that like the kids aren't gonna get. Has anyone played uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, the horror game? I am an adult, and no, I have not. No, I have not. It's basically like, what if the animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese were alive and like were murderous? That's disturbing, because some of my yeah. third graders have played this game. Yes. So I don't love that. And I'm imagining Chubby Charles. Mary, Mary Grace is a teacher, by the way, folks. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> some of my kids have played that game, so that disturbs me. Yeah, right? talk about it. So, Chubby so Charles. I don't love that. I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> they should be playing Five Nights at Chubby Charles. <laughs> <laughs> it should be Don and, Rickles. And, and it's, and it's the, uh, the, the fetus baby chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> That's more terrifying. With Bruce Willis's voice. But, um... So yeah. we're in the workplace. Yes. Um, and they're having an affair. Yes. Yes. Uh, Albert's having an affair with his secret uh, accountant. Accountant. Yes. Not um, secretary. Not his, his accountant. Not his wife, Beth. No. He is sounds awesome. I love his yeah. wife, Beth. She sounds great. She sounds really awesome. Doesn't she sound so fun? Doesn't sound like she deserved any of what happened no. in this movie. <laughs> like she does belly dancing. She like talks to the dead. Like It's like, she sounds so fun. And you know what, Mary Grace? I don't think Beth is real. What? <laughs> I think Albert made, made up, up Beth. <laughs> I think I think it's all made up. I think Albert is a delusional schizophrenic. Wow. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of takes on this movie. Yeah, wait, there's lots of conspiracy I, I'm theories. the one over here who's going to be like, this is a fun family comedy. You know, three out of five. And you guys are going to be like, L. Ron Hubbard and schizophrenia. John Travolta in this movie is a troubled man. Yes, he, he's having some problems. But having some we, problems. We, he it takes like twenty minutes for him to come into this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because first, yeah. Um, you know, she's like, "You need to leave Beth because I'm tired of all the secrecy. Mm-hmm. You aren't like you aren't bringing me into your life." And he's like, "Well, I have kids. I need to find the right time to divorce her and all that." Uh, yeah. And then he's like, "See, look, I filed some papers or something like that," and uh, they just go to town on each other. Uh, well, you, I- you forgot the quote. Oh, what's the quote? He says, "If I don't kiss you, I'm gonna burst." Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of these that's quotes of, in this movie. That's there's lots of things in here that mm. should make me uncomfortable and like cringe, but that was the one thing that every time he said that I was like, like Yes. Yeah, oh. And he says it like please don't. If I don't kiss you, I'm gonna burst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I backtrack for a little bit? Because yeah. I have two things to say um about not the beginning, the uterus, but right after the uterus. Mm. I have lots of things to say. So I'm sorry, because I'm sure you guys don't care about this, but about the fashion in this movie. Yes. Mm, yeah. Okay. Because like they're very 80s, but then the baby's very 90s. I don't know. But in that first shot, when he like rips her dress open, why is she wearing what looks like a bathing suit top instead of a bra? Did you guys notice that? I did not. I did not notice that. She's wearing like a bathing suit top. Mm. Is this part of it trying to be family friendly? Friendly? They're like, she can't have a bra on so she's gonna have a bathing Mm, that's possible it's interesting yeah but then there's a scene later where 
her and John Travolta are getting are getting into it. Yeah, and she and she definitely has she a normal it's definitely bra. Definitely a normal on. bra. Yeah. It is like a bathing suit. Time. Yes. Maybe she was going to the, maybe right? she was going to so the swim like, club. It, it's like it's black and it's got like patterns on yes, it. Yes, it's like looks like a bathing suit. Definitely top. not a bra. No. Okay, I'm sorry. You can continue. No, that, 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 I, I think she was going to the swim club after this. Uh, what? I think she was going to the swim club. She could have been. This. She's a very yeah. interesting person. Yeah, maybe. Like, but uh, she has layers. Yes, yeah. she does. She's an accountant. But with an apartment that looks like that, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I love in these movies where the people have like massive apartments and they're like, ah, oh, I'm so down on my luck right now. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. The, the, uh, they go to town. They have sex. Yes. They have yes, sex. They have sex. Um, and then we, we reenter the uterus. Well, you forgot how graphic it was in the movie. We meet our friend. <laughs> we meet. I'm, I'm just joking. It's not graphic yeah. in the movie. They cut away right up right after. We, we cut back to the egg. Um, and then we just start hearing voices. Well, <laughs> we hear I, a lot of voices. I hear uh, insemination scene. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. Uh, the the can- sperm are talking. The camera pans yeah. up, and there's hundreds of sperm. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's so many. They're so they're like swimming and through this through these uh, fallopian tubes. <laughs> um, they're they're going for it, and they're all like, "Woo, yeah!" Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, we we're free. Here, here we go. go. Yeah, right. great time." And there's and there's one of them. There's one of them who's like really hyped up and he's got, you know, a little bit of a New York accent going on. Who is this gentleman? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. As man. the sperm. Is the sperm. He's like, yeah, come on, guys. I'm going in. I'm yeah. going in. I'm wiggling and then, in and there. He, and he, and he like goes up to the egg and he like cuts a little hole in it. And he's like, I'm going in. I'm going in. He, like, he wiggles his way yeah, in. Yeah, and he's like, wiggle, yeah. wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle. And he makes it in. He's like, oh, it's great in here. It's so warm. Uh, <laughs> then we go back out. I'm sorry. Um, and Kirstie Alley vomiting, vomiting into a toilet. To- yeah. It like just cuts to her vomiting in toilet. So, okay. Here, here I have thoughts. Okay. Let's hear. Because I did not know what this movie is about. I went into a blind. Wow. And okay. when I <laughs> first saw this, I thought, oh, the baby's growing faster than normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought she like, when it got through all the montages of her, like, like, you know, changing in pregnancy i thought like oh like her baby's coming like next week <laughs> and i thought like bruce willis was getting no. <laughs> i went into this movie blind i had no idea you thought she was, was gonna give birth to bruce willis to bruce willis <laughs> so here's, here's the thing the, the baby wow. in, the baby in this movie do be kind of looking like bruce willis it do it the do. baby in this movie kind of looks a lot like bruce willis i definitely yeah. think they casted babies that like looked like bruce willis when bruce yeah. willis was a kid they, they apparently asked like five like pretty much every famous comedian in hollywood to also, play to voice this baby and everyone said no except for bruce willis Wait, who else did they ask uh, i saw bill murray chevy yep. chase okay john candy uh, john candy imagine john I think it had to be Bruce Willis. It has, like, it has yeah. to. Be. I think it had to be Bruce Willis. He's. This is the most iconic casting choice. It's like Heath Ledger as the Joker, and then Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis as, as the Mikey. baby, as Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I can't dispute that one. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's vomiting. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of a montage of her like getting sick and having cravings, mm-hmm. uh, and then she's finally like takes an at-home pregnancy test. And it, and it comes back to positive. Yeah. And she's at her doctor. And that's what I wrote down. The amazing quote, your biological clock is ticking. Yeah. We got to the doctor <laughs> played by Don Davis. Uh, 
who was in Twin Peaks as a, a major uh, Briggs. I'm glad you knew that because mm-hmm. I he did is, not. He is amazing in Twin Peaks. He's like this military general who walks around a full suit the entire show, always offers profound quotes. Should we just yeah, talk about good. Twin Peaks? Sure. The, the Peaks cast. Uh, we did talk about Toy Story 4 in the we, Basements we episode. Like 20 like, minutes talking about Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, there just wasn't a lot to talk about with Basements. Well, there's a lot to talk about yeah, here. There's, so lots to, there's a lot of ground to, to cover, here. so I don't think we have so, time. For, Don, yeah. da- Don Davis is there, and he says, uh, he's, yeah, he says the, the biological clock is ticking. Yeah, it feels like she's, at least in my mind, pressured to have this baby. Like, it's yes. like, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I wouldn't say they, they don't, because I'm thinking 1989, like, abortion's legal, but it's obviously, like, it's still a very religious community at the time in America, but they R- don't... Ronald Reagan's still president. Exactly. Ron- well, actually, no, he wouldn't be president. No, he, he Terminated was, in 80, 88. The election was in 88, and he started... Uh, Bush would have started beginning in 89. Yeah. So this movie was filmed in 89. Okay, it would have been filmed during yeah. the Reagan... The last year of Reagan Regardless, there wasn't really much of a difference between yeah. uh, Reagan and H.W. Bush. Right. <laughs> but in the movie, there wasn't, like, any abruptly, like... Oh, you can't get an abortion. <laughs> like very no. like yeah. dramatic parts, she just but it decides does. She doesn't de- want to. It definitely felt a l- slightly pressured with the biological yeah. clock yeah, ticking definitely. line. Yeah, and it's a creepy line the way he says it. And then it, it, we get to a very weird homage because it, it's like she's yeah. she has like uh, imagination moments in this movie mm-hmm. a yeah. lot, and it's her. It's like an homage to this. Uh, 1920s comedy movie Safety Last where she's hanging on a clock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and like she's looking down she's like, ah, I'm gonna fall and it's her biological the clock. clock ticking. Yeah. Very weird place to like throw a Harold Lloyd shout out in but uh, okay, Amy Heckling, we we appreciate that you're throwing some care into this movie at least. Yeah. She's like, uh, all of the people who are watching this are film buffs. Yes. So, this, this movie This movie's clearly targeted to the Criterion crowd. Uh, oh, yes, there's a Criterion collection of Lucky Stalking coming out next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But uh, so, yeah, dream se- dream scenes falling off the clock, biological clock ticking. Yes. And then pregnancy montage. This is when I figured out that the baby voice is Bruce Willis because <laughs> I didn't know that Bruce Willis was voicing it. Because again, I have to think like, is this is after Die Hard? Is yeah, it? This is around yeah. Die Hard. Around that? Like, hold I don't, on. We I gotta don't fact know. check it. I think Die Hard was like 88. So it would be after. Because Die Hard's an 80s Christmas movie, so... 88. So this was right after Die Hard. Yeah. So it's like right around the time, it's like just before or during the transition when Bruce Willis goes from comedy actor to action star. Yeah. Because before <laughs> Die Hard, he was mostly known for comedy at this time. So like when I listen to his voice i'm like who is that and then i saw it was bruce willis i'm like oh it kind of makes sense because this is like the trail yeah. end of his comedy career mm-hmm. <laughs> bruce willis doing comedy is like the funniest thing he's me. he's on like a tv show like moonlighting or something I mean, nowadays like he's maybe the least funny person to ever exist so yeah. i watched this netflix uh series called uh like it's like the movies we love or something or the how, movies that made us the movies that made us and there's a christmas no, it actually wasn't a Christmas series. They should have put Die Hard in the Christmas episode because there are Christmas episodes. But you, you know what this movie has? Bruce Willis. Well, besides Bruce Willis, a great soundtrack. Ah, uh, yes. The music uh, in this movie that. is yeah. really yes. good. I, it, it is good. It is a good soundtrack. Yes. 
And it makes me wonder, like, they had to, like, reach out to all these artists yeah. to, like, get their music. And the Bee Gees <laughs> yeah, has Staying Alive in this. I know. That and good. this is coming after uh, Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, you know, hey, Bee Gees, we got another John Travolta movie. Why don't you do music for? And they're like, oh, fuck, not this asshole again. And that, because, you know, Staying Alive, they dropped out. They had to, quit, to, halfway they had to qu- quit halfway due to creative differences. So when they hear okay boys we got another john travolta movie let's look at it and they looked it up and they're like the fuck is this <laughs> and they're like uh i don't know what sure the, use the stand alive song uh we out it's like just let them be stayed alive that's that's good that's good enough for us yeah they grabbed their check and left you know amy Hagong uh is very good with music fast times clueless yeah she knows she knows how to integrate a song into yeah, the text yeah. for sure um and i think this movie soundtrack actually pulls it a lot of the way it does do a lot of work in making some scenes work. Yeah, I, I think it's like it makes sixty percent of the movie for me. Yes, because the rest of the forty percent is just kind of. I think you two like this movie. I do not like this movie. <laughs> yeah. I lost my mind partway through this movie. <laughs> no, I lost my mind during this movie. But I loved it all the way. Oh, I just love it. I just, <laughs> I just love if, it. If every I family would. comedy were this bonkers, it. we would be in a better place nowadays. I just um, love it. M- maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it, we should exclusively be making movies for families that are this and Paddington. Those are the only movies I that should love exist. Paddington. Who doesn't love Paddington? So good. Paddington's my best it's friend. Amazing. <laughs> Along with the T Rex from Jurassic Park and my best friend Uncle Bob from Urban Cowboy. <laughs> well, Uncle Bob died, so he's no longer my Aww. best friend. How did he die, Jeff? Sad. Uh, he exploded. <laughs> Sorry he exploded. about your friend, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, people should go listen to the Urban Cowboy episode when Jeff wept for Uncle Bob. <laughs> I did actually start crying. He actually started so. crying on the on, the, oh on mic. Yeah, but um, the only time I've seen Jeff cry. Yeah, and like I know Jeff has gone through a lot of pain and hurt in his life. Yeah. But the only time I see him cry is when Uncle Bob dies. Wow, in cowboy. I mean, it was his best friend. So. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a little pregnancy montage. Mm-hmm. It's I'm, around- I'm just trying to speed through all this stuff because we got to get to the, the we got to get to when this baby's out of there. I, I wrote really down during this pregnancy stuff. I can't focus on the plot of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't paying attention to like I don't know if there was dialogue said that was important to remember for later on. I don't think so. But like I just wrote down. It's like as soon as the baby, the fetus, Bruce Willis started talking, I was like I. Everything else is tuned out. Everything is tuned out. So, so she's like taking these classes about how to, you know, have a baby. Yeah. Uh, reading a book. The Lamotte. She's reading, yes, the Lamotte's breathing exercises. Yeah. Wearing that adorable pink fuzzy yes. cardigan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So cute. She's reading, or she's reading the Dr. Spock book. Where there's a really fun reference about that later that I'll talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, but, um, and she's like building baby furniture. I thought that was a, a fun little detail, like frustrating building like baby stuff is. And she and her friend have like, fun together like hitting it with metal sticks yeah i thought i thought it was a fun detail about you know the frustrations and the joys of going through pregnancy again didn't even focus on the plot of this movie but uh, <laughs> meanwhile we're cutting into uh, a, little, a little puppet fetus yeah uh, yes. again this is the same fetus that was shown at the end of 2001 a space odyssey yes i is. have sources that can back me up on this it's what, wait, what do we think this fetus is is it a puppet is it's it made a, out of clay it's a puppet, it's it a made, puppet fetus okay. it's very scary it is disturbing. i did not remember how creepy this was all right so I was disturbed back to the family visual painting yes so you're dave the 40 year old salesman with your seven-year-old jimmy four-year-old lucy 
and you're Dave watching this has movie. now downed three beers. Yeah. <laughs> Dave has now downed three beers. Mom has left the room. Mom has left the room. And you um, pause the movie because you got to go to the bathroom. And the kids are like, oh, dad, come on. You're like, I got to go to the bathroom, kids. Sorry. You go to the bathroom. You have to go down this long hallway. Mm-hmm. It's dark outside. Maybe it's raining. And as soon as you go down the hallway, a door opens. Dry ice effect <laughs> comes out. Crawling covered in ooze. <laughs> Is this fetus puppet? And as it turns its head, you hear bones snapping and cracking. <laughs> Hello, <What>? Dave. <laughs> It starts talking to you, and then you're just petrified, frozen in fear as this baby no. it crackles its bones. Does it sound like Bruce it. Willis, though? No. Yes. It's, it's, it's not like, hello, Dave. It's like, hey, Dave, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you're fearful for your life. It crawls up to you. You fall down to the floor. This baby reaches up to your chest and then forces its hand down your throat, and then you black out. Yes. Back to the little talking. <laughs> I'll prep what happens in part three of my visual painting for you. In 2003, oh the Lamaze household. Yes. Oh but uh, yeah, so uh, this thing, it, it's already terrifying. Yeah. It's it, even worse when it starts talking. It's, <laughs> it's mouth moves. Yeah. Yes! But it, does not, it does not match no. Bruce Willis's voice. No. Right. None of the mouths with the baby in this movie match they the things. They never match. I wish they just had gone with like, homeward bound voiceover like yeah, where it's just like it's like where they're just the animals are literally just like looking and you just plant the voiceover yeah rather than like, like we're gonna try to make this baby say like then 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 and then just fit in the voices yeah it could just be like the baby's thoughts yeah. like why right. does the baby need to be he, here, talking? here's the weirdest thing about this movie to me like the, it's called look who's talking the central conceit of selling this movie is that the baby talks at no point in the plot, in the movie, does the baby talking have anything to do with what's happening. Until the very end. Even at the very end, you could cut out all of the baby dialogue, and this would still function entirely competently as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's just about a baby, and... Its whole bit is the voiceover, adult yeah. voice. And like I was expecting this to be like the bit of this movie to be that John Travolta could hear the baby talking, but no one else could. I thought oh, that was going to be the bit. No. Yeah, me no. too. This movie's it just wasn't. about a baby who talks... And at the same time, there's a movie happening. I think a, a really great description is think of like Stewie Griffin and Family Guy, how he talks. Yeah. And only Brian can understand Stewie and like all the other yeah. adults in the house. It's household like if Stewie just... couldn't understand Brian. Right. We're Stewie. The audience is Stewie. <laughs> we are Stewie. We are Stewie. We're Stewie. Yeah. So it, it is so weird to me that this is a movie that's like, yeah, the baby talks and then nothing is done with it in the, th- in the plot. <laughs> except well, for the fact that we're going to get into, it. you know, how the title relates to this movie and all the other options that yeah. they went with. Because yeah, this movie had other options. Other, this movie had other titles that they were almost going to go with that I <laughs> oh. am so upset they did not go with these titles. Daddy's home. Daddy wanted. So an actual, let's just get there now. One of the original titles was Daddy Wanted. Daddy Wanted what? <laughs> Daddy Wanted what is right. <laughs> Daddy Wanted was the original title of this movie. And it just goes to show. Oh, like a daddy wanted. Yeah, like they yes, need a daddy. Okay, they need a daddy. Imagine your but wa- if you don't know that. Yeah, that's... I feel like could you have sold it as a family-friendly hmm, film with that title? Daddy Wanted. Imagine you're walking down the street. You see a sign stapled to a like, lot of imagining. Stapled to a uh, like a electrical post. 
And you walk up to it, and there's just and it just says in big font, "Daddy Wanted." And below, it's the picture of the fetus. <laughs> it's like, and there's number, it's, it's and, like, I need a father for this child. <laughs> Here's my number. And there's like number strips at the bottom. Yeah. You can just pull and take off. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to apply for the daddy wanted position. It's like literally Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. but daddies. But daddies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it just goes to show the um, creepy nature of John Travolta's role in this movie, that yes. they were originally going to go with daddy wanted. Because it works both ways yeah. that they wanted a daddy but also daddy wanted something true it really if it was called that though i really think it would have changed how i perceived the movie right. yeah because i do i know you're right that the baby talking really has no actual effect on yeah. the plot but that is how i think of the movie like oh yeah it's the movie where the baby talks and it's bruce willis yeah but if it was called daddy wanted i don't know if yeah. that's what i would associate then with the movie as much like what would the sequels have been called Daddy wanted again. Daddy wanted now. <laughs> no, the, the, the baby talking in this movie is like it's like Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones movie. Where if you took him out, the movie would have the exact same thing happen. Yeah. If yeah. you take Indy out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Nazis get the Ark, open it, and they all melt anyway. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. He does not change the plot of that movie. Yeah. It's much like the baby talking. This does not change the plot of this movie. Right. Yeah. And yet Weird. it talks. Yes. And yet. And I, but but first I, it's got it's got to come out, and that brings us to the next scene. Yes. You know where we're at right now, Jeff. Where we're at forty five. Hell yeah, we are oh, less wow. than nineteen. Ah, we are ah, less than nineteen ah. minutes into this. Movie. Amazing. <laughs> okay, are we going to talk about the store scene? Yeah, this is a yes. quick little expositional bit that yeah. she goes into the store, and who does she find? Albert. Albert. And what's Albert doing? Hooking up with his interior designer. So sad. I actually like this scene. Because I like the little bit where her friend is trying on a dress. Yes, it's I loved that. Mm-hmm. Yes, so impressive. <laughs> but what? Yeah, because she does. It's incredible how she does it. She manages so to slide impressive. that dress on and slide yes. another dress off. Oh, it was so good. That was crisp. Uh, I it was that. It was crisp. It was crisp. It was good. But I think it is a really fun conceit in this scene, and it's that she tries the dress on, and then Albert's designer is also has a dress tried on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're all, and they all go outside to have a fight. Mm-hmm. And the movie needs it just to be Albert and Molly. Mm-hmm. And so, what's the idea? The other two of them wearing a dress. An employee comes down, and is like, "You need to come back inside right now." Yeah, getting the two of them alone. Yeah, I think that's a fun way that uh, Amy Huckerland kind was of makes the scene work. I was just impressed how she put the dress on. It was really good. And yeah. I oh. thought Kirstie Alley's overalls in the scene were yes. very cute. I mean, Kirstie Alley dresses very well in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I love My the fashion in this My favorite part of great. that whole scene where she catches Albert is, I'm going through a selfish phase right now. <laughs> she says, I'm going through a selfish phase right now. <laughs> uh, like, Albert is a piece of shit. Yes, For he, he the sucks. case folks in the audience don't know yeah. already, Albert is a piece of shit, which makes me, make, it makes me more angry angrier towards the end of the movie when she actually like considers letting him be a lot i'm going getting ahead of ourselves but i just yeah he's he's mm, not a good he's a piece of shit and anybody who gives his asshole a second chance doesn't deserve one themselves yes but uh after she walks out of the store she walks away from and she starts having contractions oh boy bruce Uh willis look who's coming (laughs) uh it's a baby. It's Bruce Willis. So she I'm runs tr- I was trying to make up like a Bruce Willis title movie joke, but I can't think of any look, other look Bruce who's, Willis. Look who's Bruce in. No, I was uh, thinking of like, uh. look who's dying hard, but I was like, that doesn't make sense. No. So I'm trying to think of another like Bruce Willis movie. Like, but I can't think of other Bruce Willis movies besides Die Hard yeah, they, or The Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only two that I could think of. Oh, I got of. to. Yeah. 
We're going to talk about another Bruce Willis movie in this podcast, uh, Pulp Fiction. But uh, Later down the road. Yeah, we're going to see real Bruce Willis Okay, later. she's having contractions and a taxi. She needs to get a taxi. Yep, she needs right? to get a taxi. And guess who's driving the taxi? Hey, it's <laughs> John Travolta. Cause when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can lean on you. Oh, you catch me like a leaf falling from a tree. If I'll be a shooting star, you make a wish. No, I don't fake this kind of feeling. Never felt so real. My heart is I'm gonna put music there when that happens. His character's name is James Ubrachio. It's totally Tony Monero. He just changed his identity. By the way, for folks in the audience. Hey, my name's Jimmy Ubrock, you know, eh? <laughs> taxi driver in downtown New York. Eh? We talked about the sequel of Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive, and we talked about how it's not really a sequel. This is a better sequel to Saturday Night Fever than Staying Alive is, and I have reasons. There, There's a line later that we will talk about. There's a line later that we'll yeah. talk about, but also it makes sense that Tony Monero, after trying his uh, look out on Broadway, he doesn't do very well just becomes a cab driver yeah and so he changed his identity because he was too embarrassed couldn't face up to the mistakes in his life that he made mm -hmm. so he changed his name to james what did you what was his last name ubrachio ubrachio is that how you, is that very you, you're you're like in italian culture yeah uh, i i didn't is, notice what ubrachio yeah ubrachio yeah okay yeah sounds right i don't know okay. i didn't notice what his last name I wasn't was sure so if be, i wasn't sure if it'd be ubrachio or ubrachio i don't know it's tony monero Tony. Yeah, it doesn't. So it doesn't matter. It's Tony but. Monero. Let's just call him Tony Monero for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. He 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 eats subs a lot. He does movie. eat subs a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he picks. <laughs> there's a car chase. Yes. Yeah. He appears 19 minutes into this movie, of which he is top billed. Um, and then engages in what looks to be a fairly expensive car chase. Yeah. Well, she's like, I gotta get you to the hospital. You're having a baby. You're having a baby. <laughs> And she's like, did you learn how to drive? And he's like whipping around and doing donuts and like flying oh over through construction zones. Right. Well, yeah. He gets her to yeah. the hospital. Yeah. And rushes her in. And they're like, yeah, you need to wait your turn. She's like, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is like, uh, there's a lot of these bits in movies where it's like, you know, woman who's in labor goes to the check-in desk of the hospital. It's like, you need to fill out some forms. She's like, fuck the forms! <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And it's like, you know, in real life, does that, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had a baby. So like... I, I also have not had a baby. But right. I don't think that's normal. I don't normal. think either of us have had a baby. So, no, but nobody here has had a baby. For our audience who has had babies, um, when you are in labor and you go to the hospital is there a period we have to like sit in the check-in desk and fill out some forms i would what? imagine they probably get you in and then someone else can do the forms that's yeah. fair but i also i've never known anybody to have a baby as fast as people have babies right. in movies yeah right. you know what i yeah. mean like it your water always... breaks you go like it's contractions start but they're not that painful yeah. in the beginning so it's like this thing where they always go and then it's like it's like you're in the, the car and it's like we gotta push right yeah. now. <laughs> like, I don't think that happens very often. Uh, I don't think we have to push right now. It's like <laughs> no, no, we gotta push. It's like no, we really don't have you to know, push. It's like well, no push. You know what's different between a real pregnancy and this one? In a real pregnancy, the baby doesn't really know what's happening. It's like ah, I'm sliding out. True. And this one, Bruce was like, hey, there's a hole in the floor. I'm gonna crawl <laughs> through it. <laughs> He's like, ah, I see a light. Well, when you think about it, if if he was a normal like 
pregnancy, then it'd be a, f- a hole in the ceiling because he's upside yeah. down. So he'd be looking up and seeing the light. Yeah. Oh, true. Well, he, he looks but down. I was a breech baby. So I was upside down. Oh. So I would have seen a hole in the floor. Yeah. But so that was like dangerous to deliver babies through like breach. That's why they had to do a cesarean. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the cesarean. Forget the cesarean. <laughs> so I was a C-section in boy baby. In the, in boy in the, we're not just being weird. In boy, I, in, okay, boy yes. in the plastic. Boy yes, in the plastic. Yes, 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 yes. Forget the cesarean. Yes, I, I know. Okay. Yes. So, I just want to make sure we're <laughs> we didn't just sound like but I did creepsters. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, Jeff and I have just always said cesarean like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we're um, talking normally and then randomly in conversation, like cesarean comes yeah. up, we just always come yeah. up with that. Th- this whole segment has me like, remind me never to give birth. Like, <laughs> this, this looks like a negative experience. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, then John Travolta gets like dragged into it. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. No, he he just he's like he's concerned about her. Oh, and so rather no, than to, no, 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 he doesn't get dragged in. <laughs> He he chooses to do this. I miss this because I I remember thinking I was yeah. like, how did this happen that he? He's like, should I call your husband? And she's like, ah, and artificial insemination. And he's like, oh, I gotta make sure she's okay. So he puts a doctor's outfit on. He puts like nurse robes on, and pretends to be a nurse in the room. I don't think that's what he's doing. Don't they give people that stuff? Yeah, I think they just give like the dad the dad that uh, that yeah. attire so oh, they're sterile and like yes, they're not like contaminating the room. Yes, okay. exactly. Because uh, he does grab a doctor at one point. He's like, "Hey, give this woman some things." He does so, do that. Yeah. Theory, like John Travolta, kind of a weirdo. Okay. Okay. Or Tony Monero. Yeah, I'm Sorry. gonna I'm gonna tell you something right now. And uh, Stuart, John Travolta said about this movie. This is the closest character to his real life that he's ever played. So. So. He said that he's never played another actor in his life. He's never played another character as much like him as this guy. Okay. Fun fact about like actors in their roles. Meryl Streep would say that when one of her like techniques would be when she's coming up with a character, she comes up with a secret that she doesn't tell anybody, not even the director. I have a theory that John Travolta came up with his own persona of this actor that he didn't tell anybody except for whoever wrote this fucking shit down where he said it's actually me all along he, he said that in an interview he yeah. said this is the closest <laughs> he i've said, ever said i am playing He's like, this myself. guy's a fun lovable goofball like me fun lovable goofball no this fucking creep like sees a woman who's pregnant and then gets daddy fantasies and it's like i think i'm just gonna wiggle my way in here and like try to get into their life and try to become a dad and try to you yeah. know because i think I think he's weird. And I think he's a little weird. He just like snuck right into that delivery room and nobody's asking questions because it's all a hectic environment right now. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he sensed that the baby was a reincarnated L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. Because now the baby's out. The baby's out. And well, we, miss we the, still hear the voice. We, we miss the, the pain med scene. There's just a funny yeah, moment yeah. when yeah. she's like asking for pain meds and the it's like. Voice? Well, she's I like, fuck my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> but also when he gives her pain meds and then the baby's like, Whoa. The baby's high. <laughs> the baby like starts yeah. tripping. <laughs> and I just imagine like in whatever recording studio they have Bruce Willis in doing the baby voiceover lines. And this, you know, he probably, the agent sent him the script and it's like, hey, Bruce, this is a really weird movie, but you just did Die Hard. I'm sure you're going to get something after this. Just do this movie right now. It's like, all right, fine. So he's going through the script, reading the baby voiceover lines, and he's like, um, hey, uh, Amy. And Amy like pushes the talk back buttons, like, what's up? What's up, Bruce? It says that I'm supposed to pretend I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's like, yeah, so basically the doctors gave um, Kirstie Alley pain medication, so naturally Mikey is also feeling a little high. It's like, okay, like, is this, how high are we talking? Is this, like, weed high or, like, psychedelic high? Like, what are we doing? It's like, I don't know, just, like, make up a voice or something. And then when they actually recorded, he's like, whoa, this feels weird. <laughs> he's like, this is crazy, man. This is a weird feeling, sensation. But, but they, they get him out. They get him out. And he's like, ah, I don't like this. It's cold. Eh? But it's weird because we can still hear the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the baby, no one else can. No. It right. looks like a normal baby. Can. Now, I look, now, I'm going to hand the floor to Mary Grace here in a okay. second. Because this is what I think when the, the Scientology stuff really kicks into effect. Yes. Because I looked up this afterward. Yes. And I read the theories. You did. Uh, do I other did. people have this theory, not just me? Yes. I have. Wow. I do not know this theory. This is, so this I'm is going a thing. This blind. That the uh, like the the memories. The memories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So do you want to elaborate sure. on this? So Scientologists believe that we like carry our past lives with us. Oh Jesus. And it's not necessarily that you like remember specifically your past life, but I don't know how much you know about Scientology. No. But okay. They treat children very, I would call it abuse. Like they think that kids are adults. Like they think they're as mature as adults because they've had all these past lives. Right. So that, that would make sense to me that he has this like high level thinking in his brain going on because right. He has his past lives. And so he doesn't remember his past lives specifically. But he has the knowledge. He has the knowledge from it. Right. Okay, and then going deeper into it, okay, we have this movie that stars two big Scientologists, right? John Travolta and Kirstie Allen, right? Allie, excuse me. So I think that this baby is the reincarnated L. Ron Hubbard, right? Because of course L. Ron Hubbard would be born to Scientologists, like a Scientologist mom. And I know this isn't what the sequels were about, but I think the sequel should have been then about Kirstie Alley helping her child discover that he is the reincarnated L. Ron Hubbard. And this speaks too to your your theory about their cre- John Travolta and the baby's creepy relationship. It's because John Travolta as a Scientologist is like, well, of course, like this baby is very mature and like blah, blah, blah. Like he maybe can't hear him, but I think he senses his like thoughts because he's like, well, yeah, you're a baby, but like I know that you really know what's going on because you've had all these past lives because we're Scientologists and, and that's and, what we and believe. To, and to my knowledge, the point of Scientology and like- Wait a <laughs> and like the, wait a fucking minute the, the point of like dianetics uh-huh. is like the scientology is like you're trying to, your life's pursuit is to unlock, unlock these memories those past lives yes so that too when he's an adult that could have been been one of the yeah. sequels too for him to figure and that so out and yes. so the babies it's the internal past lives yes that they're trying to unlock. Yes, and then him. it makes sense too that all the other babies can speak too. I think and have all those high level thoughts because that's what Scientologists would believe. So I think no. too that would speak to why Kirstie Alley and John Travolta were like, "This movie sounds great. This is why I want to be a part of this." No. Like, according to a brief search I did, around this time, Amy Heckerling uh-huh. and Bruce Willis uh-huh. were also dabbling in Scientology. I mean. They did not. This is Scientology propaganda. They they were not people who stuck with. (laughs) Neither of them stuck with it. Neither of them stuck with it. But But, they were dabbling in. That's why the sequels aren't don't follow through with this. But I need a moment. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, so. look who's talking. Uh, look who's talking, L. L. Ron, Ron Hubbard. Hubbard. All right, so all of... Um... <laughs> Stuart looks completely broken. <laughs> all of my previous um, conceptions and ideas and theories are just... Yeah, Stuart, you might as well just close your notes because <laughs> yeah, we're, honestly, not, we're not talking about the same honest, movie anymore. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you're right. You're 100% right. I there's no nothing more I can contribute to this conversation. I just I uh that broke me a little bit. <laughs> um he's actually closing. He's no, literally closing it. Uh Okay. Yeah, this movie's about the search for your your past selves. Yes. So, can I just to address that, like, mm-hmm. because I, I was watching this trying to think of theories of, like, there has to be, like, some weird-ass screenwriter backstory that they know the audience isn't going to understand, but they understand mm-hmm. in relationship to the baby having adult thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was having that, like, kind of idea of, like, where, what, like, where, where does this come from? Like, where, why... Why this idea? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this the uh, the premise? And then I read the whole trivia thing about Amy Heckerling, like, whose yeah. uh, husband was making voices or whatever. And I just thought, like, well, like, philosophically speaking, if we all are born with this adult voice in our head, does it ever go away? No, because that's your life's pursuit is to use but the Dianetics you... to unlock it. Exactly. So you mean to say that we have our own internal thoughts that we can hear, mm-hmm. just our own internal yeah. thinking. But then on a different plane of dimension, there is a secondary internal thought Mm -hmm. that is a different voice than our own, Mm -hmm. that is a past life that is speaking like an internal thought that we're having going through our everyday lives that we cannot hear or sense or feel because we haven't. Yes. Yes. And multiple of those often. Yes. Yeah. It's like the, uh, yeah. They're buried there, and they inform your life, and the goal is to make it not subconscious, but make it conscious. But yeah, that that's what this is We should just about. continue, because I'm, 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 uh... Okay, so L. Ron Hubbard is out. Yes. Al the baby's very wrinkly and confused. The Al baby's out, very confused. He wants to go back in. Uh, they name him Mikey. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then she's home. Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, still... we, we see all the babies talking to each other. Yeah, like, ah, I'm cold. I'm gonna go back inside. Well, that was what like kind of made me think originally about like what when how like how long do they have these voices in their head? <laughs> because before I th- I knew about this whole Scientology yeah. thing, um, my thought was like maybe like that's the voice in our head we start off with, and then the moment we speak our first word, that voice goes, goes away, away. Hmm. and we have then our internal thought fills in the yeah. gaps. Yeah. Well, it is to my knowledge that Bruce Willis is not in the third one of these movies. The third, but he's in the second one. Yes, he's in the second one. But the third, the what happened to him in the third one? Uh, I believe the kids are talking by that point, and so so there's no so adult there's voiceover. No adult yeah, so I think I think there's about a, a basis for what you're saying that huh. the voice of your past lives disappears when you learn how to speak. Hmm. And you got to get it back because a baby is the, a baby is the purest form of a human. It's like you know brand new no it's not they shit everywhere that's why i said pure i didn't say best (laughs) (laughs) pure chocolate tastes like shit but it's still the purest i was drawing a comparison between babies and 
Pierre Coco. Uh, okay, so we're home from the hospital. Yeah, they're, they're home, home from, from the, the hospital. hospital. We are an hour and ten minutes into this. Hell yeah! So I, I, this is going to be mean, but I don't think the baby actor. Now, when the baby's older, the baby's cute. But like yeah. the beginning baby, yeah. I don't think it's that cute. It of a baby. looks a scary amount like Bruce Willis, and that's yeah, my problem. I look at it, and I see, I see like a de-aged Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's weird. I, not not into that. Yeah, baby Scientology actor. man, he knows. <laughs> Who knows what they're capable of? But um, you she, did this to me. Yes. But the next day, he comes by her apartment. Uh huh. There's a, there's a Why? lot of there's a <laughs> lot of purse back. There's a lot of boob humor around this part in the movie. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. there's like at least thirty jokes about boobs at this part yeah. in the movie. It's not the worst boob joke though. Is yeah. later on in the movie. Yeah. I, we'll get there, I guess. Because she yeah. uh she yeah. like oh, her, I know you're her, talking about her yes, breasts, that was her, maybe uncomfortable. Her breasts swell. Yes. Yes. Um, and she's like trying to fit a dress on. And then John Travolta, you know, James walks into her apartment and he's like, Oh, hey, you got your figure back, or at least you got Dolly Parton's figure back. This is the kind of stuff that made like this is why I was shocked that a woman made yeah. this movie. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, Really? And uh I'm getting my notes back out just to follow the plot. And she's like, and she's like, Yeah, I left my purse there. Why are you here? And he's like, Oh, well, I guess I'll just uh, leave this and she's like, Oh, you found you left your purse in my car. And so she takes it, and then she's like, "All right, you should leave." And he's like, oh, "Okay, okay, you know, I'm a nice guy." Yeah, I'll, I'll do. And he wanders off. He leaves. I can't remember specifically what happens, but he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. are you, the sense with the Census Bureau? Yeah, yeah. Some, there's a line like that. Uh, and then she goes back to work with the kid. And she decides she needs to get a daddy for this kid. Yeah, da- and daddy wanted. <laughs> daddy, daddy wanted. And she has some imaginary like dates with guys. One of them looks a lot like Martin Scorsese, and I was really thrown off. Wait, were the oh, dates imaginary? Yeah. No, they were real. I a- they were according real to the Wikipedia, they're imaginary. Oh, what? I thought they were real dates. I thought so too, but Wikipedia is like her imaginary date. I mean, it could just be some. Guy well, no, Wikipedia. she imagines a life with. The husband she's yeah. going on well, dates with. Yeah, they're, but the actual dates I thought were real. Yeah, because their their names are Mister Anal uh, and Mister. Uh, let me find it. I still thought they were real. Mister Anal. Yeah, Mister Anal and Mister. Like, What's to... funny, Mary Grace? Mister, no, Mister Impatience and Mister Anal. Those are their names. What was the other one? Mister Impatience. And what was the other one? Mister <laughs> Anal. <laughs> That's other, that was otherwise known as John Trolta's nickname. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> it's not, Mr. Anal. It's not funny. <laughs> why are we laughing at this? I wish they would have called him Mr. Anal in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he looks a lot like Martin Scorsese, and I was really thrown. He has like the eyebrows and everything. Good thing and I was he's like, just called Mr. Anal. I was like, did they get Scorsese for this? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, how did, how did they pull that? <laughs> I mean, he's in some weird movies. Score says he, he's in like Shark Tale and true. So they went okay. She goes on these fake dates. Also, you know what? I really liked her friend, and I felt like they kind of dropped the friend. Like yeah, the yeah. The movie. What's her name? Julie. Julie. I, I think that's her, her name. But yeah, she's dropped uh, much too early. Yeah, I really enjoyed her. Yeah. Um. When does Travolta start babysitting? Uh. So, she Ooh. runs into him, um, in her lobby. And he's like stealing mail. Or he's something? stealing her mail. Why? He's getting stuff sent 
to her apartment because he's trying to get his grandfather and some old folks yeah, home. I didn't understand that. You need to be a citizen you of New York citizen City. citizen and he's not. So he was getting stuff sent to her apartment and pretending it was his address. You know why he's not a citizen of New York City? Because he lives in his cab. Because he lives in Brooklyn. Is that New York City or is that a neighborhood? Yeah, that's part. Yeah, it's one Isn't of the. That that's that's the one of the. That's boroughs? one of the five. One of the five boroughs. Yeah, you know. I just didn't know, you know if it was a different. Like a I, mean, I didn't know if it was like a zip code. I'm not from New York City. You know, you know, all my all it's people. An, it's not like John Travolta has ever done another movie where he talks about the boroughs of New York. It's it's not like we're ever going to cover that movie. It's not like I'm wearing a shirt of that movie right now. I'm reading his shirt. It's not like he's ever talked it about, a, you know. It was a gift it's not like me. John Travolta Jeff, has ever not, talked about Queens. No, he's no, never talked about Brooklyn. No, he's never talked about Manhattan. Moving on. Moving he's on. never talked about Staten Island. Come on. He's never talked about the Bronx. No. Okay, he's so, never talked about how it makes a fist, you know. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm going to backtrack for a second. Can we talk, too, about when she's talking about the ideal dad and how low the bar was? She, <laughs> oh. was, like, she was like, he needs to have a job and not do drugs. And not be an alcoholic. And not be an alcoholic. And then her friend is like, he's got to be good looking. It's like, that no. is the least important <laughs> no, thing. No, not at all. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the, he's stealing, not stealing her mail, but he's getting mail sent to her, her address. Yeah. So he, they run into each other. Um, and that's when the deal, he makes a deal with her that, you know, can I keep using your um, address if then I watch the baby? And then he kidnaps the baby. Yeah, he kidnaps the baby. He yeah. the baby. So first off, um, dumb decision by Molly. Just like this guy who gave you a cab yeah. ride yeah. to deliver your baby and then dropped off the purse. Like he seems trustworthy to right. watch over my baby. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then John Travolta is just like, yeah, I'm sure the mom will freak out if yeah. I steal, steal you the from, baby from your home. Yeah, I think this is around the part where um, Jeff talking to the mic. I think that, yeah, I think this was. I think this is around the part where. Um, She's reading the Dr. Spock book. And she's like, Dr. Spock is very important for kids to have two parents in the house and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, I can't believe you get so bent out of shape about a Vulcan. Which is funny because Kirst- no, because Kirstie Alley plays a Vulcan in Star Trek II oh, Wrath of Khan. I did not know that. She plays. Wow. She plays. <laughs> She plays command. She plays Commander Savick, who is like Spock's like uh, successor on the Enterprise in Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan. Kirstie Alley does not come back for the two sequels where Savick appears, played by a different actress. No, but she's in that one, the best Star Trek movie. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was cool. a fun reference. And then she goes to take a nap. Yeah. And John Travolta kidnaps, kidnaps the baby. her baby and brings him to the the. The airport and is like yeah the can i take joke. a plane <laughs> and then we get the very the worst boob joke in the movie yeah yeah where the baby is like looking at the boobs yeah and then he's like oh you you want to get at that too like to the baby <laughs> yeah very, he's like, I like very unnecessary that's like what you're looking at and he says lunch, lunch yes. <laughs> oh yeah yes 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 like, uh, uh. very uh, disturbing yes but john Schultz is apparently also a flight instructor <laughs> yes um, John Travolta is a big time like aviation enthusiast in real life. In real life, okay. he owns like a Boeing, like a massive Boeing. Uh, all of he, the, this, like all of this, the fact that he thinks this character is the most like yes. himself, really, I think, even speaks more to the Scientology theory. I, I this right? this movie is such like it is shocking he was not involved in the writing of this movie because <laughs> it's very Scientologist. Yes, he's a pilot. <laughs> yeah, and he. And quoting him is playing himself. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'm having a hard time. Keep it up. Okay. <laughs> but the, the, he, he can't get any flights that day, thank God, because he has like a, a two-month-old baby with him. Yeah. Uh, that, Lord knows what was going to happen. Yeah. And then he, He's probably going to hand the baby the controls, be like, you have a past life. You should be able to fly, fly this yeah. plane. <laughs> yeah. What if it, What if the twist was that she was like, he was Mikey was a, like had the right brothers in his head. <laughs> what if that Mikey starts driving? Yeah. He starts like, like flying the plane. Flying the plane. <laughs> or you know, it could just have been a newborn baby and crash the plane and die. <laughs> that, you know. Um, you know, but that, yeah, what a this, twist that would have been. Is this when he goes to see his grandfather, then yeah. played by and he br- Yes, he brings uh, the kid to see his grandfather, uh, played by Abe Vigoda. Uh, who is Tessio in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably his best known. He's also best known for uh, dying three times. It, it was... I don't know. I don't know about, don't that. Know there, about there's, this. There's, yeah. There was a whole bit about Abe Vigoda because he's like been old forever mm-hmm. since like 72 when he played Tessio. He's already old in that movie. Yeah. And he lived to like 2011 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it was reported on like two or three separate occasions in like major news that he had died when he was still alive over like the 30 years he was still kicking. Mm-hmm. And, like, he would just start going on late-night talk shows impromptu the night that it was announced he had died. And he was just like, yeah, I'm still here. Still kicking. <laughs> to the extent there was a website form called Is If Abe Vigoda Dead? Oh and God. it was just the word no. And then the day he died, it just changed the word yes. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Um, but it just became, like, a recurring bit that Abe Vigoda was still kicking, oh <laughs> even though God. multiple times the news had reported his demise. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. But he, he's good in this movie. I like yeah. it. I like Ava Go to. So they go yeah. to see him. He's okay. This brings me. I have another question to ask you guys. So we go to see the grandfather and he's watching It's a Wonderful Life, which I love It's a Wonderful Life and I would watch It's a Wonderful Life any time of the year. Yes. But that got me thinking. It never seems to be winter in this film. <laughs> it always seems to be kind of like the same season, doesn't it? Mm. Like they're yeah. never wearing coats. Because I was like, oh, is it Christmas time? And then I'm like, it's clearly not winter because they're not dressed like it's winter. Well, and Mikey, Mikey clearly ages like yeah, at least uh, a couple there's years. There's a wild what? time jump. Okay. That was another thing too is does he – like I, the, ba- the actor clearly is like two at least, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Well, there are four kids that play Mikey. Oh, and I, I want to track down all four of those. Let's bring them on the podcast. <laughs> bring them on the podcast. Talk about their Mikey experience. One of them being like, bro, I was a newborn. <laughs> like I, I oh, it was say. probably two sets of twins. Two for the infant, two for the like older kid. I thought they had an in-betweener. No, it's... it's, it's There's no in-betweener? I don't think so. Yeah. No. The kid's a baby, and then it's... Two years old. Because yeah. it's weird. But is he, though? Because wouldn't he be... At two, you should be... Yeah. actually talking, talking. I th- you should I, yeah. be talking so how old is the baby the actor's clearly too yeah. but how old is the well, baby I, supposed and to be and if you look who is talking it's not the baby no, <laughs> no. i think it's that they had to have a kid who was old enough that could he could understand direction gotcha because he has to do a lot of like specific things yeah but so how old do we think the baby's actually supposed to be i think the baby's supposed to be like one, one. <laughs> the kid's playing it is two that's what i think too that the baby's only supposed to be like he one is years old. sizable and he does not speak yeah. He just stares. I mean, I just want to bring that. How That was 1989. If the kid who actually played that one-year-old was two years old, that would mean that right now that kid is what? It's 31 years old. Yeah, 31. 31. So he'd be 31 18. years old. We yeah. bring that. Yeah. We bring that. How? What, what was the actor's name? I think it's Christopher we'll something. We'll, we'll bring him we'll in. We'll bring Christopher on. Christopher, if you're listening to this, 
And you have memories of yeah. your time acting in... Oh my God. It's Christopher Aiden, Jacob Haynes, Jared Waterhouse, and Jason Schaller. So either one of those four, if you have experience all? or memories from the time you were on Look Who's Talking, please I'm, email... I'm checking them out. The, all their credits, their only credits are Look Who's Talking. For like all four of them. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff talking to the mic. All four of them, their only credits are Look Who's Talking. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to do something a little weird right now. What are you doing? I'm going to go to Facebook and see if I can find these. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you're not. I can see the reflection in your glasses. Yeah. You're actually on Facebook. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I do want to find these people, bring them on the podcast, and talk to them about their memories from Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking. Because I bet you one of them be like, yeah, like, at one point when John Travolta and I'd be playing, and then the director would yell, cut, he wouldn't stop. <laughs> You wouldn't stop playing with me. Like, you know that scene when John Travolta, like, hugs and puts his, like, hand over my yeah. head? That was unscripted. <laughs> All that was unscripted. Oh, well, my God. This is why I think John Travolta in this movie is a little weird. A little weird. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, moment by moment weird. I mean, he is grade A creepo in that movie. Okay. In moment by moment. So, what time are we at, people? Uh, we're at an hour and 25 All minutes. Right, let's, let's get going. So let's yeah, get they, going. They, they meet the grandpa. He's watching yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Does anything else really happen? Oh, I guess they have to get the baby. Like, does he just come home with the baby? I don't remember. How does that get resolved? The kidnapping. Oh, yeah, he just he just comes back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then then this is when we do the age. He gets older. Yeah, he gets older. He it's looks a like very, a toddler. It's a very wild time jump. He In that montage... Again, I'm sorry to go back to this, but the baby's fashion is on point. Yeah. The '90s baby fashion mm, is the, so cute. The baby is a star. <laughs> like the baby, I love the baby. The fashion. baby gives the best performance in this movie. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Yes. 100%. yes. Um, but right after that, we get the "Staying Alive" needle drop, where it's like, and as IMDb helpfully reminds us, this is the uh, the third time that song has been used in the John Travolta movie. Yes. Okay. Um, the JTC. Yeah, I wrote down Travolta. The I wrote down Travolta's best co-star ever. Yes, <laughs> this kid. Yeah. Um, it, but it, the, this is also around the time where they're at the playground and Mikey learns what a dad is. Oh yeah. He's like, "Why is that guy taking the other kid?" And he's like, "That's his daddy." He's like, "What's a daddy?" I okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna be alone here, but I that the part where he's actually talking to the other babies. It was my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> like when he sees the little girl on the street and she's the like, stroller. my hair, yeah, I'm oh, listening to this My haircut, like, do you like it? He's like, I think it looks great on you. She's like, I don't know. I don't really know if I like it. My mom did it in the kitchen. I don't think it's really good. That's my favorite well, I part love of the whole it. Movie. it cuts back to his reaction. The kid's eyes like, eh, eh. his reaction goes blank for a minute. And it's like, I don't know if that was intentional in the movie. Well, but really, or if the kid just lost focus halfway through a what take. What really weirds me out about the babies talking in this movie. Is that their mouths move? Yes, when they talk, but it doesn't sync. No, so like (laughs) in the adult lot, it must be like it's like apparently. This is something I was going to mention later, but this movie apparently inspired the creators of Rugrats and how to portray the Rugrats in that movie. Are the Rugrats creators Scientologists? Maybe classic Kasuka, but yes. Oh no! They totally but, are. No. But because like in Rugrats, the adults only say like, when the or, when the babies are talking, but they're having like sophisticated conversations, and so that's kind of the same logic as this: is that the adults just see the babies gibbering, but they all understand each other. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, 
It's very strange. Anyway, um, so he understands what's a, what a daddy is. Yeah. And he wants James to be his daddy. He wants James to be his daddy. He wants, he wants John Travolta as his daddy. I mean, don't like, we? Don't we all? Don't yeah, we all? Like, would John? Most among us would not. Right. Um, I'm gonna say not me, only because of one thing. When there's like a scene when John Travolta is playing with Mikey. Yeah. And he almost plays with him too aggressively. Yeah. And he wrote down shaken baby syndrome because <laughs> yes. there's moments when he's literally like tossing this kid, yeah. this one year old presumably. In the air yeah, and like shaking yeah. him around the place. Yeah, I'm like, oh, dude, come yeah. on. Yeah. It's going to bring damage. So, uh, yeah, there's, it's pretty much just like a lot of business at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, Travolta's babysitting. Yeah. She's uh, still going on dates. Mom's yeah. still going on dates. Trying to sabotage the date. Yeah, sab- there's a fun sequence where he sabotages the dates with yeah. that one guy every time. You know, she's an independent woman. She doesn't like it when guys hold doors open for or pay anything. So, yeah. th- so this guy like thinks he's doing the right thing and just like, Keep slamming doors in her face and not paying for anything. Letting her take all the bills. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Travolta's sabotaging her dates, um, and then he, um, he's like spending time with Mikey, and she's going to be like, maybe I like this JT guy or this James guy, but maybe I don't. Is that a lot when of they drama? Have sex, or is that later in the movie? That's around then because she comes okay. back up. Wait, wait, when do they go flying? Before, that's, right, that's like that same day. They like yeah. go flying. Because that's or, when he put, put your hand on my stick. Yes. <laughs> and they yes. make a joke that it's like not sexual, but she's like, oh my God, I'm flying. It feels so good. It's he's like, like, yeah, it feels like, like sex. It feels like great sex. Like, oh, I wouldn't know that. A family comedy. <laughs> a family, family comedy. That um, I watched dozens of times yes. as a young, a young child. But yeah. And then so they, many people watch this as kids. It's insane. That I did. Cassie did. I don't know anybody else, yes. but me and Cassie so, did. Yes. Going back to my visual painting uh-huh. in 2003 <laughs> with Dave Lamash yeah. and his kids. So after Dave wakes up in the hallway from the baby puppets, <laughs> <laughs> he must have hallucinated all that. And he looks into his empty beer bottle and says, I must have drank a little too much. So he wanders into the hallway and he sees the kids. And they're watching John Travolta and Christy Alley's sex scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. <laughs> he runs and, like, shuts the movie off. And he's like, Daddy, why does John, why does why did the man say put your hand on my stick? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well, he was just teaching her to fly. It's like, but he said it was, like, great sex. What is sex? <laughs> All right, kids, time for bed. <laughs> time for bed. All right, back to the movie. Yeah. I don't know how my mother let me watch this. It's, this is, it's crazy, right? Well, I was one of the, those kids that didn't ask a lot of questions because I like to know everything. So I would have just been like, I understand what's going on, even though yeah. I clearly would not have understood what was going yeah. on. Um, and my mom let me watch a lot of things that were inappropriate, but she would just like not tell me what was going on. Right. Like she was very into Sex in the City. But um, first of all, she would only you call only it the knew, city. You only knew about the city. Yeah, we would call, she'd call it the city. <laughs> I'd be like, put on the city, put on the city. <laughs> and I just like the pretty... That's probably why I liked this movie as a kid, because I probably liked the fashion. Yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't ask any questions. It just went over my head. I don't know. But I don't know like what, why other people were watching this as a child. It's to watch John Travolta and Kirstie Alley <laughs> yeah. um, have sex. I guess so. And so during so. which said sex scene... Things are getting heated. Yeah. yeah. And, and then she, she starts imagining yes. their future. It's their very future. classist scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their uh, future where because he is a cab driver. And uh Travolta uh, has a gut. Yeah, he has like a huge gut. Uh, for whatever reason. They're both like 
smoking like seven cigarettes at the same time. There's like five kids all running around. They're wearing like yeah. wife beaters. And she's pregnant with another one on the way too. Yeah. yeah. And he walks in and he's like, "Here's dinner tonight." And he like throws trash on the table. Yeah. I mean, this is basically urban cowboy John Travolta. Yes. Uh, this movie is like uh, some good loving and food on the table. So the implication of the scene is that cab drivers make bad dads, which is uh, not a good stereotype. Not a great thing to say. Not a great <laughs> thing to say. No. I have to say I was a Lyft driver for a hot minute, and I think I'd make a good dad. So this offends me. I, I, I disagree with that. But uh, No, you'd be, you'd be a fine dad. Thank you, Jeff. I don't know you well enough, but you seem yeah. like you'd make a good dad. Yeah. I'd make a terrible father. <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew my father. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway. You, you'd be great. I th- thank you. But, um, Appreciate that. The, so she imagines they kind of secretly they yeah she pushes him away and she, she kicks him out she goes back to albert she is wearing a bra in this not a swimsuit yeah, she top is wearing a real bra yes yeah yes and she goes back to albert also wearing a very cute dress when she goes mm-hmm. to see albert she's wearing this like denim dress and like a matching headband yeah. lots of matching headbands yeah my headbands very <laughs> cute very cute and so she is with albert yeah uh, and he's a dick yeah, he's, he's a not, dick. He's not nice. And then he wants to be involved in Albert in Mikey's life. Yes. Yeah, but she, he won't marry she, her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then, cut to Travolta and Mikey are well. well first, she cards, destroys the. Uh, she destroys Albert's. Office. Oh yeah, and Mikey joins along. No, that's t- later. That's that's later. Oh yeah, that that's is later, later isn't because it? he has she hasn't taken the baby to see. Oh, okay. Him yet, so yeah. That's later. that's later. So then it is Travolta and Mikey hanging around playing Playing cards playing cards also isn't there a scene when travolta is sleeping on the couch with mikey yeah because he comes back from the day because she's gonna like yell at him and isn't that like a dangerous thing to do is like sleep on the same couch with a child because you can roll over and smother them yeah Yeah. or or just toss them off the couch or just toss them off the couch so i'm just like uh irresponsible yeah (laughs) dangerous but it's in the movie it's like oh it's so cute like sleeping with my kid yeah um, yeah. yeah i didn't love that and two it's like he sabotaged her date which wasn't nice and then he left her apartment a complete mess she's yeah. gonna like yell at him and then she's like oh he's sleeping with my baby dangerously it's so cute <laughs> just gonna forgive him yeah getting a little too comfortable comfortably close the most realistic to his real life he's ever played <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah uh travolta's with mikey and albert comes by yes Ensue. And a fight breaks out. A fight breaks out. Wait, for our audience who has not watched this, I feel like this is important too. Kirstie Alley told John Travolta that she was artificially inseminated. Oh, yeah. So, right. So, John, when this guy comes and he's like, I'm the dad, like, he's You're like, the sperm who? donor? Yeah, he's like, that. He's like, what the fuck are you? So, sperm donor. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, in one case, you could say, I mean, technically, yes, I am the sperm yeah, donor. Yeah, true. I did donate sperm to sperm donor through coitus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they fight in front of this baby. And they get into a fist fight. He like shoves yeah. him into a wall. Yeah, that's great. Uh, he yeah. throws Albert out. He's like, hey, "Don't come back, eh?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Christy Al comes back and finds her house, her apartment destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mikey is pushing an ice pack on John Tolta's face. Yes. He's like, "Good job, he's pal." Like, Why'd you never tell me the kid had a father? <laughs> And she's like, uh, you have some business. Like, it was a secret. He's married, all this stuff. Yeah. 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 And he's uh, like, uh, you know, she's like, basically, like, it's none of your business. And he's like, I'm the closest thing he has to a dad. And 
he starts to now i think we can all agree albert should not be in mikey's life yes. right, right. can we all can we, yeah. we can all but that is that. not john travolta's call right to make yeah he's like he can't see this guy blah 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 he could maybe have a discussion with her about like do you think this it's right for him to be in mikey's life is he a great influence is he a great influence blah blah, blah. he just tells her yells at her like this yeah. guy can't be and you know i'm a better life. father a, than he'll right. ever be i mean i don't know i wasn't it's like, John, you're Just sleeping with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they so, have this big fight. Yeah. Yeah. And he, start, he leaves. He leaves. And then she goes back to Albert again. Yeah. With Mikey. So he can finally meet his son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, before this, the ba- I wrote down, not the baby, not the R word from a baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow worse than an adult saying, hearing a yeah. baby voiced by Bruce Willis say the R word. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Important note to all the audience, of everything we've described, the, the baby's talking throughout all of it. And you'll yes. note that nothing we've said could possibly have been impacted by the baby talking. No. It's yeah. it's such a weird movie where nothing connects. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 She goes back to Albert and he once again is like, I can't marry you. I'm moving in with whatever her name is. His like interior designer. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a yeah. very cute dress again. Yes. Floral, got a matching headband. Yes. Yeah. You you also today posted on Instagram a little like fashion break of yes. what you're wearing today to this podcast. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. I know you guys can't see me, but I do look cute. <laughs> yes. Uh, Audience. Jeff has a certain t-shirt you have on a t-shirt for a movie we'll be covering we will be covering that i've been wearing for every episode of this show i just put on a red shirt called yeah. it a day loser uh, <laughs> thank you but yeah not trying the destroy albert's office yeah yeah she like puts a wet diaper on his like stone car yeah. desk or something like that yeah yeah and then he starts destroying the office too with yeah. her mikey the baby he, he and there's broken glass that. everywhere and i'm like this is not a safe environment for a child. Yeah. There's so many broken There's shards. There's lots of yeah. lots of elements of this movie so, that are not a safe environment. For yeah, this we'll get child. to we'll get to that so, too. So she goes home, and she gets a phone call, and it's did, from the nursing home that Ava goes. Did, did we miss the scene where yes, Travolta did. is talking with Mikey and she's listening through the baby monitor? Yes. So, because that was the bit where he says he's like talking through Mikey about being a dad and all that stuff, yes. and he's like. It's like my grandfather would say, it's like, you know, oh, yeah. friend would jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. Would you jump off the Brooklyn Bridge? Something like that. And it's a nice little callback to Saturday Night Fever. Movie when... features an automatic callback to Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> There's yeah. at least two or three. And that's why I think that he is secretly Tony Monero, who just switched his identity. Makes sense. Tony Monero as a Scientologist, Scientologist. having the child. I think Tony Monero was a Scientologist from the beginning. True. Yeah. All along. Very true. I had thoughts about the, that scene that weren't about... Um, and being Tony Monero. Yeah. I I love, first of all, that he acts like his father, grandfather, whoever, like, made up that line about, you know, if you're <laughs> bitch, he's like, I still quote that. My father said that. I still quote it. I was like, yep, a lot of people do. Yep. Um, <laughs> people have said that. And then he also says the other piece of advice that his father gave him, that he's like, I still think about this. Like, this was so important. My dad was okay, but, like, these two things really stuck with me was just, like, don't hit women. <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, <laughs> Great uh, role model. if you watch the movie Urban Cowboy. <laughs> if you watch any of John Troll's first, like, seven movies, they all involve him beating women. So maybe he did have to be reminded about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And this guy is the closest to John Travolta. Yeah. So maybe John he's like, Travolta I had to learn my that. lesson. <laughs> 
It's like, don't beat your wife. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Urban Cowboy is a nearly two-hour movie about John Travolta learning maybe he shouldn't hit his wife. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Anyways. And that's uh, why this movie was billed as family-friendly. Yes. Because right, 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 right. this is his, him learning. It's him learning. Yep. So yeah. then, what, was when... perfect? We talked about this. Was perfect or two of the kind? The first one where he asked for consent. There's there's a movie where it's a very marked change in how he portrays himself is in it these perfect? movies. I th- no, I think it was two of a kind. Because up till that point, like, yeah, it was two of a kind. Yeah, because in Staying Alive, he makes a point about how like he's changed as a person since Night Fever. Two of a kind is the one where he's like, if you don't want to have sex, I'm not going to force you to. Which is like a big change of pace from previous role to where you try and like pressure it. And now he's like very firmly into his like dad family friendly like Travolta mode mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, yeah. you shouldn't hit girls, even though I did it for like five movies. <laughs> it's like, but, but, but James, I watched this one film. Where <laughs> yeah. You were really hitting girls. You were really <laughs> hitting uh, women a lot. <laughs> Hit him on a mechanical bull. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they destroy Albert's office. Yes. And then I love the scene afterwards where the, where Mikey is blow drying. I don't feel like we get a lot of good scenes of Kirstie Alley and the baby. Yeah, There's a lot of focus I on agree. John Travolta yeah. and the baby, and we don't get a lot of good stuff with her and the baby. Mm-hmm. Her baby. Yeah. I thought that scene was very cute. It's because like blow drying it's because daddy wanted. Yeah. Daddy wanted. Daddy wanted. Yeah. Mommy's all right. Mommy's here. all right. Yeah. She's, Ma- yeah. Mommy, yeah. we'll yeah. keep her. Yeah. We'll keep her. Forget about yeah. daddy wanted. Call this mommy's here. Mommy's, mommy's here. here. Yeah. That's a horror movie with um, um, Octavia Spencer. It's called Ma. Oh, it's my mistake. True. It is called Ma. Um, so then she gets a call from the nursing home where uh, Tessio, um, a.k.a. Yeah. John Travolta's grandfather, yeah. lives. Um, and they're basically like, we're... And they're calling her because her address and phone number is their point of contact because mm, yeah. they think that's where John Travolta lives. Yeah. Um, and they're like, basically like, we're going to kick him out of the nursing home. Yeah, because he's been abusive. He's been abusive to our staff and blah, blah, blah. That's going to lead to something that I'm going to mention later. <laughs> which... So they go to the nursing home. Um, yeah, and Kirstiao just like talks to the manager and is like, oh, he needs to just have his candy in like doses instead <laughs> yeah. of all yes. once. And they're like, oh, our mistake is the one you gave it to the guy who doesn't understand. <laughs> goes, he can stay. Yep. yeah it sounds like really like, easy and easily. then when she goes to like talk to somebody about it she leaves mikey with the grandfather who presumably has been abusive to the staff yes. yeah and i'm just yes. like oh yeah i'm sure that's oh, oh, my microphone. oh. <laughs> and then mikey wanders off because he wants to find james and ask him to be his daddy yes uh, oh yeah because james comes then too because I, I guess they must call him as well yeah he like finds know. out somehow somehow he finds out so then he's yeah. there Folks, I just want to make a criticism. My arm is extremely sore right now. It just started really hurting from this uh, vaccine. From I your just vaccine. Got, yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, fun fact to the audience, I just got the COVID vaccine right before coming yes, here. Yes, this first dose, and I'm getting yeah. my second dose and my after. Ar- and my arm is in like so much soreness right now. Yeah. It, the, it literally just hit me in the past 10 minutes. You got the Moderna, right? I got the Moderna. See, I got the Pfizer. Yeah, Fuck I got you, the man. Pfizer. Yeah, yeah Pfizer club you for got, life. <laughs> yeah, <it's because laughs> vaccine elitism. <laughs> vaccine elitism. <laughs> Fuck those uh, people get Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> guys, get whatever vaccine you yeah, can. Yeah, yes, whatever yes, vaccine you can. But also, fuck Johnson Johnson. But, <laughs> but that's all you, you all, got. Go yes, get it. Yeah. Yes, if it is deemed and deemed safe, uh, we're encouraging all listeners of Trolltain to go get your vaccines. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If you uh, if you send us a picture of your vaccination card, I'll shout you out on this. I'll shout you out on this podcast. Damn! Wow. Look at us doing good in the yeah. world. It's almost yeah. as good as a Krispy yeah. Kreme donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, Krispy Kreme is offering free donuts if you show your vaccination card. Yes. So just go to Krispy Kreme, send us a photo. Uh, I'll shout you out. 
on this podcast yeah, yes definitely anyway back to the movie at hand yeah yes. I, just, I just wanted to mention that because it just hit me yeah i'm sorry but uh do you want a nice pack i'd rather uh, it hurt than me get covid and die uh yeah <laughs> that would be not ideal no. not ideal no but uh yeah mikey wanders off yes. he, he's like where's james and he sees a taxi he's like oh I'll go follow that guy this kid's just wandering around a nursing home and no nobody, one says anything nobody says anything nobody, says anything. nobody catches him no there's like some old woman though, who's like, that's that guy's grandson. Isn't he a cutie? Yeah. I, uh, just a fun little story. I did get lost in Disney World when I was about the same age. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were watching the parade. Gosh, this kid got lost. Uh, and I was on, like, so my mom was there, but we, it was like a big family thing. We went all went to Disney World of Florida. And I was on, like, my cousin's shoulders but then she like sat me down and put me like between her feet to like, I, I don't remember what she had to do. And like, as the parade went away, I wanted to follow the parade. So mm-hmm. I started crawling towards the parade. And then my cousin looked down. I wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So they lost me at Disney World for a solid five minutes. And then oh a security God. guard found me and carried me to the woman who looked very petrified, which was my mom. Yeah. Wow. Like, you seem like a, a lady who lost her baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I found a baby. Here you go. Turns out it actually wasn't my mom, and I've lived with a different family yeah. <laughs> the entire life. What if? <laughs> so, anyway, the kid yeah. gets lost. The kid gets in a car that's being towed by a truck. Oh, yeah. Because there and was a scene movie, earlier. Yeah. Has its second car chase. Yeah, because there's a scene earlier where Travolta takes Mikey on a, like, on a car ride, and he's like teaching him how to drive. Yeah. Very Scientology like, like, yes. oh, you're a kid, you should know how to drive because right, you have all these past lives, exactly. which is why I thought they he should have let him flow in the airplane into the ground, <laughs> <laughs> um, but did it happen in the movie? Sad, but anyway, yeah, he gets in the car, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, James told me to do this, and the yeah. car, there's a car starting sound, which uh-huh. isn't the car that's getting towed, yeah. it's the towed truck, yeah, but it's like a fun little goofy yeah. thing, like, oh, ho, ho, he started the car, yeah, it's yeah. So, funny, oh, gorgeous, um. As this is all going on, I, I don't know how you guys felt about this, but I feel like John Travolta and Kirstie Alley were much too calm. I feel like Kirstie Alley freaked out about things that were much more minor yeah. than this. She was just like, well, I guess we got to call the police. She's like, I'm going to call the police. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you were like freaked out about things that were like hmm. way more minor than this. And like, there's a kid and, and we're going to get to it later, but like he's at one point in the middle of the street in New York yes. City. Yes. And he's like, get out, like, don't stop, stay there. And it's like, really? <laughs> Just He's going to yeah. get hit by a car or something. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. get hit by a car. No. Part of me wishes he did. That would and be. the soul of Bruce Willis <laughs> yeah. from the kid. Yeah. All of his past lives yes. come out at the same time. <laughs> And then it's just a close-up on John Travolta's face on a crane shot that starts from a close-up and then yeah. backs up into a wide. And in that close-up, John Travolta says, the legends are true. Yeah. And it backs up into a wide, <laughs> cut to black. No music, just white text. Look who's talking. Credits ensue. Yeah. Um, That's not how the movie look ends. Who, look, no, unfortunately Look not. who's Zenoing. <laughs> yes. Zeno, that's it, right. But... um. Yeah, they, they they chase after. There's another car chase. There's another car chase. Two car chases in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. And they seven million dollar budget. Yes. Damn. I don't know how they. You know, and then the kid like gets in the middle of the street and they rescue him. Yeah. I want to know how they film some of that stuff because that kid's in the middle of the street and there's cars driving around. Are they actually moving? No. Apparently they had a stunt double for 
the kid. It looks like a kid still. There's still yeah. a, wouldn't the stunt double be a child? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming right? they might they might have had like a small guy uh in the as like the stunt double. Oh. Mm. Okay. Um it's possible. Yeah. Interesting. Um, because there were some shots where like the kid is right next to like moving cars yeah. that are going pretty fast. Hmm. And like you they could have just superimposed the kid in there or something, but it looks really dodgy if that I was think, the kid. Uh, really Amy Heckerling was being told by the producer, it's like, hey, I think the shot's a little dangerous. And then she's like, well, the kid has five past lives. He should be smart enough not to get hit by a car. (laughs) And the producer's like, ooh, we're making that kind of move in. (laughs) But they they rescue the kid, and uh, James becomes his daddy. Because the kid says, dad, dad. Oh, he says, dad, And it's just like how Logan ends when uh, Laura is holding Hugh Jackman's dead body. And she's like, daddy. And then, yeah. But John Travolta's not dying in this this yeah. one. Then the credits roll. And then there's a little bit after. Yeah. It's like there's directed by Andy Hector and all, that, all this fun stuff. This at all. Yeah. Uh, I was writing notes down. And the, then I was like, oh, something's happening. They, they get married. Words. And they have another kid. There's another oh, insemination yeah, 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 yeah. scene. Yes, 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 <laughs> there's yes. another like scene with all the sperm floating about. Yeah. Of course. And they have uh, a child. Baby sister, Julie. Julie, who, and this is voiced by Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Yes. But yes. for only like Dot one from line. Spaceballs. <laughs> In the sequel, is it the baby played by Joan Rivers? It is depressingly voiced by Roseanne. In the sequel. No. Oh, oh, that's damn. Very upsetting. Can I can I show you guys the poster for Look Who's Talking yes. to? It's, it's very funny to me. I love it. They made three of these fucking movies. Mikey's uh, back. Mikey's back. <laughs> and look who he's talking to. Mikey's back. Baby sister yeah. Julie. Daddy found. Voiced by Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Daddy found. Um, <laughs> Daddy guys, we, found. Ne- we never talked about John Travolta's hair because I did have thoughts. Oh, yeah. The hair rating report. The hair Cue rating music. report. Cue the music. You, oh, can I show while we're recording? I just want to show you like wait, what wait, we're wait. doing with the hair report. Let's let's finish it and then show afterward because I know you have to get out of here in a few minutes. Oh yeah, sure, That's definitely. Okay. All I'm right. just gonna take an Uber at this point. So the hair okay. report. Okay. So I, I had thoughts right at the beginning when I saw him the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, he looks like a dad trying to be cool. I was like, this is he looks like. I can tell he got older. He's not a dad. He's not like old. Yeah. But I was like. Oh, he. This is this is the John Travolta eighty nine to ninety four aesthetic. He, he, it didn't do it for me. He, I was like, he's trying. They're trying to do something. They're trying to make him look cool. And yeah, he doesn't look cool. Yeah, I, I I put this in the category of the regular adult John Travolta hair. So like in line with like Blowout and Two of a Kind. Yeah. and. All those kinds. So, like, um, J- Jeff, what's the ranking look like right now? Um, right now, your number one is Staying Alive. Then you got Carrie, Grease, Sanit Fever, Perfect, Blowout, Two of a Kind, Dumb Waiter, Urban Cowboy, Boy in the Plastic Bubble, Moment by Moment, Ending with Devil's Reign. Uh, so, it goes um, Sanit Fever, Perfect? Yeah, Perfect, Blowout. Blowout, and then Two of a Kind. Two of a kind. I would put this in between. No, I would put it below two of a kind, 
And what's below two of a kind? The dumb waiter. I would put it in between the dumb waiter and two of a kind. I think it's better than the dumb waiter. The dumb waiter is just. I'd have to look. It's bland hair. hair You can't really see his hair in that movie. Yeah. Which is why I'm amazed you put it above like four other movies. But what did I? Oh, I put it above the long hair travesty. Wait. So did you put "Look Who's Talking" before or after? The dumbwaiter basements. Above. I put it above Above. uh, dumbwaiter basements. Yeah. I wasn't as passionate about the hair in this movie just because there really wasn't a lot going on. on. What are you going to do when he he goes bald? (laughs) Like, how are we going to talk about the hair when there isn't any? It's just disqualified. Yeah. It's just, you know, John Travolta, you have a Scientologist obligation to show your... uh, Do they believe in God? Like a, a God? They believe in Xenu. Yeah. Your Xenu given <laughs> talent of hair. Yeah. And you shave it Use off your past like the lives. selfish mortal life you are. Use your past lives. He's going through a selfish phase. <laughs> He's going through, <laughs> going a, through a selfish phase. Xenu I'm gave you great a... hair. Use it. it. I mean, that that it's actually a pretty funny line delivery by George Siegel. And he's like, I'm going through a selfish phase right now. I, yeah. I, do, I do like how he delivers that line. It's yeah. right. very uh, over the top, but funny. But yeah, that's, that's Look Who's Talking. That's Look Who's Talking. Uh, we uh, have done about an hour and 45 minutes so yeah. far. But uh, here's a fun fact before I get into like the impact of this movie. Our episodes with guests always like go to two hours. Yeah, it's, like, basically. Clockwork. Um, but the fetuses in this movie, they were all puppets, as we said. It took yeah. 12 puppeteers to operate Why? The, uh, the fetus. <laughs> uh, they needed to shoot the scene where he like plays with his placenta. They needed puppeteers for both. Every part of the baby, and then also the placenta. Uh, The sperm were made of vinyl with tiny fishing weights in front. Okay. I thought that was fun. Yeah. But yeah, this movie comes out, 1989. Travolta said, uh, when he saw it at the premiere, this was the first time he knew that one of his movies was going to be a major hit. Like what? Like yeah. he's always been like, I don't know if this movie's gonna be. He's like, I've been a misjudge of character in the past with my movies. I've never known if they're gonna be a hit or not. He said after he saw it in the premiere with the audience, he's like, this one's gonna be made. This is gonna be big. Wow. And he wasn't wrong. No, he wasn't. This movie, as a surprise hit, makes twelve million dollars in its opening weekend, already making back its budget. It grossed a hundred and forty million domestic, two hundred and ninety-six million worldwide. And that's why they made three that, of that them. That is they made three of them. Almost like wow. That's almost like fifty times its budget. I don't know why. I mean, clearly, you know, I grew up watching this movie. I enjoyed this movie, but I'm shocked. It. I did not enjoy. It this was movie. his most successful movie since Greece, the fourth highest grossing <laughs> movie of 1989, <laughs> topped the United Kingdom's box office, spawned two sequels. And these are the same people who fucking shat on Blowout. Like, yes. get out of here, people from the 80s. You don't know what's good. Sorry. In- insane. Insane. Wow. Also, as I mentioned earlier, this movie was influential on the creation of Rugrats. That's exciting. And I do love the Rugrats. Something that I mentioned earlier that I didn't even think about until right now. Bruce Willis is in Rugrats. And he voices a dog. Oh. Probably because they let this movie and his in it and him being in it wow. was inspirational I for Rugrats. That. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. This is, I think, maybe among the highest grossing movies we've talked about so far. Wow. Let me... Stuart, as somebody who did not enjoy this film, why do you think that is? What What do you think made this film Why do you think this success? connected? I think that this appealed to the religious family community a lot. 
okay. in terms of its marketing. This I movie's think, all about sex. Yeah, and she's you know has this baby out of wedlock. Yes, yes, and yes, but it is all about the um, obligations of being a parent and all about you know the family unit and the and like how this that should be structured and i think it does follow a lot of inlines of what okay. traditionalists usually mm. think so, of so here's because like what if she decides no i think i'm just gonna be a single mom mm. Got would people it. have gone well, to seeing this twice is and with their friends is it not know. a Probably part not. of scientology the importance of the family unit? yes yeah yeah that's a yeah isn't that thing. like the whole bit but how like, many scientologists are there in 1989 well, there's two in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, my only point was like, I mean, like evangelical oh, like, Christian, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I think they all flock to this movie yeah. because of its, you know, personification of what the traditional family unit should look yeah. like. And I, I say again, I repeat that, you know, if she got an abortion yeah. or if she chose she to, abortion, there would be a movie. Yeah, yeah there would the be a movie. movie. It'd just be but, uh, look who's like, not talking. If she decides, you know what, John, you're just a good friend and you can yeah. come over and be with the baby, but we're not going to get yeah. married and I'm not yeah. going to call you dad. People would not have gone to seen this movie twice, which is how you make as much money as yeah. it did is that people see it the first time. I think and this they movie, bring their kids. This, they this bring movie their is of a four quadrant hit. It was appealing to parents. Mm-hmm. It's appealing to kids. Mm-hmm appealed to older people there's nothing too offensive in this mm-hmm. i think it just a, appealed to every like major market yeah when it came out yeah i think and everybody finds a baby who talks like yeah, Bruce funny. Willis funny yeah here's the thing this is to this day travolta's third highest grossing movie wow his top five are grease bolt look who's talking love bolt austin powers and gold member and saturday night fever Wow. Those are his five highest grossing movies. Not Pulp Fiction. Pulp or... Fiction is number is number eight. I had no idea that this I, I only figured out this movie was must have been pretty popular when I was looking at his IMDB and I saw that there were two sequels. I vaguely remembered I think I think they made a sequel. But I saw there were two sequels. I was like, this movie must have made money. Yeah. And it did. I I have to say, even as somebody who enjoys this film, I, I'm I'm pretty shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was one of those like really weird films that like kids with weird parents in the nineties, you know, just watched. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. People went and saw it multiple times. No, people their really kids, liked it. About their friends, about their parents. And they're like, You guys gotta watch this movie. It's so funny. There's a talking baby in yeah. it. <laughs> R- random side thing, I wanna correct myself from something I said earlier. Okay. I said Amy Hackley directed both sequels of Look Who's Talking. She only did two. She did not do three. What do you I do did three. three? Uh some non existent guy. Uh, a man. His name man. his name is God, Tom. Imagine how much worse like I feel like the third one has to be d- a man directed it. Like who's talking, so look, bad. Look who's like, talking put a man in charge. Look who's talking three, look who's talking now is one of the only three movies uh, that we're covering with the zero percent on tomatoes. Uh, so we're gonna have so much fun on that one. Wow. How much does this movie have on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I think like fifty five. I think like fifty five. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, this is a. Uh, a movie. <laughs> this is a movie. This is a movie. Uh, did very well. I mean, two sequels. It kind of revitalized Travolta's career. Did it? It kind of did. Did it? Not like in. It made him, like it made him a name again. Marketable. Yes, it made him marketable. He doesn't get like his critical rebound until Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 
But in terms of the larger arc of his career, this is when people are like, oh, this guy can sell a movie. Right. We can mm. make money on his name. We can make money on this guy, mm. which partially is probably why the studio ended up letting him be in Pulp Fiction. So in some respects, this is the beginning of the travolta sans. Yeah. We just Could have to... there have been a John Travolta in Pulp Fiction if there wasn't a John Travolta in Look Who's Talking? Tarantino probably would have wanted it, but who knows if it had happened. The studio would have been like, no, he hasn't made a good movie since a lot, yeah. long time. But the, mm. that is to say, this is not a... This is not the movie that fully saves him, as we still have some uh, some drudges to dig through <laughs> over the next well, few weeks. Is the episode right after this going to be Luke who's talking to? Uh, I think there was something no. In between. The There's... episode right after this is Chains of Gold. So you guys... I have no idea what that is. Man. I think we've more or less kind of wrapped it up at this point. Does anyone have anything last thoughts about Look Who's Talking? The Scientologist bit broke me. Yeah, you, you booked defeated. I'm still, I'm still recovering <laughs> I'm from sorry, that. Stuart. <laughs> Uh, I don't think like I have to go to work tonight and that's just going to be like, um, they're going to be like over the walkie talking like, Hey, let's lock it up and be like, do you guys know the like Scientologists? <laughs> yeah. Be like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. So that's my final thoughts. Yeah. Mary, any, any final thoughts? I don't, I don't think so. Not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still like the movie. Yeah. What can I, I say? I, I, yeah. Ending thoughts for me. I, st- I kind of like this movie. Yeah, I think no. it's fun. I, I I'm not gonna say it's like high art or anything. No, but you definitely know, not. I, I had fun watching this. I think it's kind. Of, I don't think it's like. I think it's well directed. I think it's kind of funny. Not the most unpleasant 93 minutes of my life. No, definitely not. And a as, gentleman six. Yeah, and and as I I, you know, I talked about this a lot uh, during the podcast, but you know, the fashion really did it for me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so if hats off else, to the costume department. Yes, absolutely. Did a great job. Yes. Yes. So uh, with that, Mary Grace, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You for it was a real me. pleasure to have you in. Thank Com- you for having complete me. Complete the uh, the Schumann women yeah. duology. My mom gave me one piece of advice. She said before I came on, she said, "I think during my episode I said wow too much. So don't <laughs> say wow too much." And I found myself <laughs> saying it quite a bit. I was like, "Oh, saying wow, wow a lot. Wow, 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 wow." wow. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a, a duo episode of You and Your Mom one day. Ooh, we're gonna have to find the movie of what that's gonna be. <gasps> that but would be fun. That that could be a good one. It's gonna be four hours long though. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be four hours. It's gonna be four hours long. You guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. You can join us next week for our episode on Chains of Gold, another movie that is extremely difficult to watch. I'd order a like a DVD. Uh, Steer and I are gonna have a great time talking about that one. Yeah. Um, you guys uh, can watch it if you want. I, as I always say, I encourage you to watch the movies that we watch. You don't have to. We'll try our best to keep it, you know, accessible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, let me get my normal stuff out you have to say. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, especially if you like this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. As a reminder, we are always available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You guys can like, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on all of those. We want to hear from you. Use the comment section on YouTube if you got anything fun to say. You can also reach out to us at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Pop into our Reddit, r slash Travolting. Email any questions or comments to TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Find me on Instagram at Stuart9Elmore95. Mary Grace, want to drop any plugs? No, you don't. Don't follow me anywhere. Copy that. Uh, <laughs> special thanks to Rebecca Johnson, as always, for our graphic design. It's amazing. Uh, yes, uh, the Staying Alive one dropped today. I think people are very happy about that I one. I love the Staying Alive <laughs> yeah. thumbnail. 
Uh, and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme music. Can't wait to get that new version. Oh, yeah, it's coming soon. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. See you next week. Have a great week, everyone, and get vaccinated.